0: Boom! Are you in, Phil? Yes. Quick, quick, hang up on
1: awesome. <laughs> Record a podcast, quick. Um, yes. Right. Well, I'm recording. <laughs> I'm recording now. Me too. Uh, wrestling's really good, isn't it?
2: Welcome to the Conquista Boys tonight. The Conquistadors
1: are invaded by a very special guest. Joining forces to defend their podcast tonight will be Diamond Cameron Phillips, The
3: One Ewan Taylor, The Human Wrecking Machine,
2: Phil Doyle, and Geordie Allen Milburn. Only tonight. Of the conquistadors.
1: This is—I'm so excited right now. I don't know what to do.
4: <laughs> the fact that technology actually works. The it fact that this is the attempt we've
1: tried to do this podcast.
0: Well, if <laughs> you don't see that, but it sounds good. I was going
1: to yeah. try and brush over that cam, and you know, say there'd been scheduling issues. I'm all for honesty. No,
4: it's just that it's all good bollocks, mate. <laughs> yeah, am <laughs> absolute hell three days in a row. Do
1: the introductions, Phil. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would normally introduce um, Cameron, Ewan, and uh, Jordi, Al, but I don't really care because we've got a guest, and he's a really good guest. So you guys can go to hell, frankly. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> we somehow have got on our little podcast the uh, editor and creator and genius behind the well, off, all of our favorite magazines, corner spots. Yeah, Rest the Magazine. Um, oh, Richard, Richard is here. Hi, guys.
5: Um, I don't think I'm probably going to uh, live up to that unbelievable introduction. Now I'm probably going to end up being the worst thing that uh, ever happened to your podcast. But uh, thanks oh, for having okay. us on. Hopefully, don't we're worry. still friends at
1: the end. We got Jordy L on the podcast, so I think you know you're already. <laughs> <in there>. <laughs> <laughs> You're already a great bow. You haven't started reading out the football results from Teletext like Al does normally. So I think that's already Don't an encourage improvement.
6: That, I'm winning so far. Yes. Yes, that's you are. Fair,
1: yeah. In this, because, you know, secretly, this is like an interview for a new Geordie for the podcast. So just to <laughs> lay that out there for a little bit. But yeah, you, you do a magazine stuff. That looks really complicated. Yes, that's right. I I do magazine stuff. How long has it been going for now? Because I think I subscribed around issue 10 or 11 or something, I think. So how long has it actually been going for? Is it literally 15 months or is it a bit longer than that? No, a bit longer
5: than that. So it was quite irregular in, in the first couple of years or so. So it's been going now for just over three years. Um It's probably been about... A year and a half in its current format that you know it now with kind of the nice glossy pages and the, uh, the you know superb caliber of writer and, and stuff like that. But prior to that, it was a little bit DIY,
1: very uh, 1980s fanzine style. It is a very good quality magazine, though. Know. I mean, to be honest, you know, I would throw more money at you if I could. But you know, the package you get <laughs> out of it is amazing, frankly. You know, the say the quality of the writing and the and the, um, the photographs you get in there as well. Some of those are you know beautiful. So I, it must be like a hell of a lot of work. To get all that done, just basically, I assume for the love of it. So? Yeah, well, a bit of both. I mean, I'm I'm blessed to have
5: a, a team of uh, contributors who uh, are bought into the project, love the project, and and want it to succeed. You know, one of the reasons why we keep the price point low is uh, is quite simply that we're, we're aware of you know how much good content is available for free online so mm. you know from you know fantastic podcasts like the one i'm lucky to be a guest on now to oh, some oh, fantastic see what i did there gents you clearly never listened before have you? <laughs> i'm a big fan lads what can i say oh, but you me. know there's so much out there from, from from photography to artwork to great writing that there's a lot of good Content available for yeah. free. So, if we are going to put something out there, it a needs to be what we would consider to be premiere and, and worth people thoughting yeah. out there. their two English pounds, but also, you know, we we'll want to keep the price low because, quite frankly, it, it's, you know, 2015. Not everybody has a load of money, but we want yeah. people to read our magazine. So, we'll keep it cheap to make sure as many people can read it as possible.
1: But I think it has kind of come at the right time because if we think like the wrestling seems to be kind of, especially you know, the UK scene, seems to kind of building up over the last few years. You know, it's kind of feel like it's. Like There's like a groundswell of support and you know, uh, fandom built up around it, which hasn't been there like in 10 years ago, maybe. So I think, you know, yeah. think it's hit at the right time to kind of capture that audience. Kind of yeah, thing.
5: um, you, you've hit the nail on the head. The UK wrestling scene, I mean, even in the short time that I've been doing the magazine, is, it's so uh, different to what it was three, mm. four, five. Five years ago, you know, I mean, I I was, you know, we've just pulled together a a book, which is the best of the uh, first 10 issues of the magazine
1: Which is on my shelf. Thank you very much.
5: Glad, glad you like it. Um, I was very aware when I was pulling it together, though, that there was compared to what content goes into the magazine. Now, there was probably a lack of British wrestling content. Whereas if you pick up one of our magazines now, I would, you know, a good third of the magazine if not more Mm. is based here in the uk in terms of interviewing wrestlers or review you know reviewing a company or shows or that sort of thing so that to me speaks volumes for the good work that the boys and girls of the uk wrestling scene are are doing and how truly unique a wrestling scene that we we have here at the minute
1: i I don't want to say like um flavor of the month. that's kind of the wrong word but it does seem like you know the um the like the the kind of the credibility for a while may have been over, like in America, we like Ring of Honor and all that. But it seems to have shifted over here to like that. This is where the cool place is, and where the kind of cool people work. It seems to have kind of had that vibe to it.
5: And that's something that we've needed for a long time. I mean, for so many years, so many shows here in the UK just a hundred percent, you know, banked on on having a quote unquote name, whether that be someone that wrestled in
1: WWE's would minor you, would, leagues. Would you see like uh, years. like Hacks or Jim Duggan, maybe? Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah, so throw hacksaw on your show, and that'll get the punters in. But in reality, nowadays, I think it's it's swung the opposite way. I mean, personally, I'd rather if I was. If, if, for example I'd rather go to see uh, P.W.G and see Marty Scurll see Will Osprey than if I was in Scotland going to see
1: Hacks or Jim Duggan well you you think you're already on the uh, meet some enemies on the podcast by that Stephen there I think so we'll better move on no I, I agree with him I agree, I
4: agree. with him I, I hate the guy yeah.
1: but it's, anyway it's, it's lovely to have he Is you know it's fantastic to have it's like, cracking. an actual proper guest to validate our existence it's fantastic
5: <laughs> yeah thank you, thank you very much I've been looking forward to this for the last fortnight <laughs> me too <laughs> me too, <laughs>
1: me too. <laughs>
4: So have we. So yeah, have we.
1: So um, have we. But before we uh, we crack into the show, I've got like a little I think we did this last time. I've got like a little list of things that have happened since our last record date, which was a while ago now, last quarter, maybe. I don't know when it was. Let's have a look. We had the G One climax, that happened since our last record. Yes. Which um I watched a good chunk of that this year. I didn't manage to watch it in previous years. Um but I think uh, one of my favorite matches was um Michael Elgin versus was it Thomas Hirohishi? Yes, the match bachelor... were they just tried to kill each other, basically. Yeah, it was, it was like on the last day, wasn't it? And they absolutely... Uh, yeah. Oh, that was like... We, we talked about stupid big man matches on the podcast before, but that was like a properly good big man match. So that was one thing that happened. Uh, yeah. The Undertaker came back. He did. And he hit Brock Lesnar in the in, in the lower intestinal region, I think. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon hmm. would put it. That happened. The um, breadbasket. The bread basket. that's the one. We had um, John Cedar's nose, followed up by Seth Rollins' T-shirt. Great T-shirt that was. You can't <laughs> see me. Uh, we had uh, Bailey became the NXT champion in one of the best matches of the year on the NXT TakeOver Pay Per View. Do you all watch that? I think I got entire show. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Just a little. Yeah, it was a little note on that, wasn't it? Did we notice how they turned the house lights down when the match started?
0: Yeah, I'm not
1: I sure how that. I feel about that. I, I loved, loved it. it. it that just was a good, good a idea. In the but um, in the lead up to that, I think um, Kevin Owen gave one of the greatest insults when he described the NXT <laughs> crowd as the John Cena of fans. Yep. Oh, that was a bit. Oh, he just, they, they oh. are. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Owen just knows how to get into people's skin in a way, you know, even though he's yep. cool and he's mm. got that cred, he can still be despicable. Like when he threw a pin at yeah. Sami Zayn's hat, that was just wrong. Um, obviously, <laughs> like his favorite hat. Um, Roddy Roddy Piper passed away, obviously as well, since the last podcast. Um, clearly, in disgust at Cameron's politicking in the last podcast, so we didn't get the best ch- <laughs> and it, Are you trying to blame me for Roddy Piper's yeah. death? Yes, yeah? I am, Cameron.
4: <laughs> okay. Yes, I am. It's
0: not, it's not the worst accusation I've ever had.
1: No, no
4: not really, no. There's been worse. And there's probably but the courts couldn't prove it. Couldn't so. prove it. Couldn't <laughs> prove
1: it. And also, we found out that Hulk Hogan is a very naughty man. Well, mm. naughty R man, yeah, naughty, naughty
4: man. He's a big easy. orange racist.
1: how <laughs> <laughs> would you like to retaliate to that statement at all?
7: He clearly, it clearly isn't. Is It's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> what he
0: misunderstands other colours or what we're we yeah, seeing.
7: Eight, eight years ago, you made them comments. Eight years ago, in a private conversation, can you remember? Um, it? I
4: think it's not so much a private conversation now. It's more of a sex tape. Yeah.
0: Well,
7: you the know, a kind of different, arc, kind of different things. things. <laughs> Well, to me, they're the same. um...
0: So you you thought One Night in China was a documentary on Asia? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) was, wasn't it? (laughs) It
6: was
1: a wildlife. We're not going to talk about that. I think we should probably move on from there now, I think. I think we should draw
7: a small veil (laughs) of that before Alvin reveals two. Don't forget the Hall of Famer murderer,
4: either.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, Jimmy Snooker. Oh, true, yeah. Jimmy Snooker got arrested. He's also a bad, bad man. A very naughty man. Yes. he got
7: arrested. He changed his police statement in his autobiography. I mean, what sort of fool does that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was off with a crime, and then he changes his story, and somebody read his autobiography. He's, uh, he's clearly bit... different,
5: yeah. Like, I'm I'm not being funny. I, realistically, the, uh, the chances of, of me murdering someone are pretty slim, but if it was <laughs> ever to happen... It's good to I know. <laughs> don't think I would decide, you know... If, a few years later, I'm getting away with this. I'm going to write a book. The police won't read this. I can say whatever I want. That's probably
0: not going to work. He went to Chats the Phil, and it was, either, it was either that or Cookery, so he went with that.
6: Obviously, yeah, <laughs>
1: you, you always go with murder, don't you, over anything else. That's clearly Well, they've given the choice, clearly. The choice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. so um, as we're being invaded by a guest... Oh, I see what you did. yeah. We're
0: going to start talking about
6: it. are still shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not one of your best ones, Phil. Not one of your best ones.
1: <laughs> well, maybe next time. I'll just make Skype breaking in and we we'll won't record a show. How about that?
4: My
2: countrymen and my friends, I had hoped against hope that some miracle would prevent a devastating war and bring to an end the invasion. This serious threat, World Wrestling Federation has ever known. Sports entertainment changed forever. A succession of actual wars have shaken the entire world and have threatened to bring on the gigantic conflict which is today unhappily a fact.
6: No force of nature and no act of God can stop this invasion from happening. I have
2: said not once but many times that I have seen war and that I hate war. This
3: is our chance there's no going back there is no tomorrow they want to finish
2: us off
1: Yeah. Invasion from 2001? Yes, 2001.
4: Yes, this is Alan's choice of a pay-per-view. So, Alan, why have you picked this? Because it's
7: a historical moment in wrestling. Is it? Is that it? That's so <laughs> such... And I believe... <laughs> I think Liverpool drew 1-1 and Celtic so <laughs> 2 um, <laughs> Enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, not only that. I remember at the time. Okay, do you want a little bit reminiscence? You wiggle. He i
1: I'll cue up the uh, the hour song music for you, Al. The you know the old uh, Simon Bates stuff. I'll cue that up for you now.
7: I've got fond memories of this because um, it was shown on the Sunday on Channel 4 uh, which I watched and taped, you know, still got the VHS as I am. Anyway, on Thursday night I went to play football um, as I used to back in the day at Newcastle. And um, I played in goal like I do quite a few games. And this particular game I got hit rather hard in the testicles with the ball. And I mean so hard I had to go to the hospital. And I also remember getting to the hospital uh, to find out they had no male nurses uh, at that. So they said, would you mind a female nurse? I thought, at that point in time, I'll take some fucking elephant who knows what he's talking about. So that's absolutely <laughs> fine. So <laughs> I had to get seen at, like, you know, I've mean, stopped it at nine o'clock and we had to wait in the hospital. So at half eleven, I finally got seen um, for my problem and given this uh, big set of underpants to, uh, to, <laughs> to contain my inflated scrotum. And then and then I remember going home after thinking, what all this, and just putting on Invasion, thinking, oh, this will make life
4: better. So there you go, that's the story. So just to be clear, this entire podcast is going to remind you of swollen testicles. Uh, yes, you and me both,
1: you know, <laughs> that's what I felt like after watching it.
4: Well, um it's it's the Gundarina in Cleveland. Yep. And as Al will no doubt point out, at seven hundred and sixty thousand buys, this has the largest pay per view buy rate outside of WrestleMania. Shut your mouth. Nope. It does. If it's non WrestleMania, this is the most bought pay per view.
1: Well from the uh, the bombast that the opening promo gives, you can kinda of understand why if they've been showing that promo for like three weeks leading up to the show. It's probably the only wrestling introductory video I can remember that has
4: features Stalin. It does,
6: doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, it does. does.
4: It probably could. Have, I've written on my notes here, kind of going, "This is a bit steep, isn't it?" <laughs>
6: <laughs> We're all
0: trying. I gave them points for trying it at least. Yeah. Yes,
1: I think, I think that there was one point in that. I think I can't remember if Jim Ross saying it, but they talk about you know uh, WWE trying to bring death to sports entertainment. Like that's, yeah. that's a loaded statement and a half, isn't it? <laughs> A little bit, yeah, (laughs) just a bit.
4: Um, So this was just after, uh, obviously, the um, assets and the contract of 24 mid-carders, but crucially not the top-line guys, who were still staying at home being paid out with their Time Warner contracts until they expired, uh, were bought over by WWF slash WWE as we know them now, and um, they hosted the first Invasion pay-per-view. I was reading up on this the other night, apparently this was supposed to be, and the original idea was to be an annual thing. Hmm. Because the original plan was obviously to keep WCW on Raw and um, have the WWF show on SmackDown and keep them competing. But what bombed that lately was the fact that Buff Bagwell and Booker T had an absolute shocker of a main event on Monday Night Raw. And that was it. One, and that, one, that, was, that it. was it, when that one match um, in front of a crowd who were not interested, mainly because they'd been told to hate WCW for about the last 10, 15 years previous. <sighs> um, that They decided that was it, that it was totally scrapped. And they went with a storyline instead. Uh, we have Stephanie McMahon owning ECW in the storylines as well, alongside Paul Heyman. Um, good to see they're getting along, the two of them. Yes, and for a short, um, while. For a short while on screen, yes. Uh, who joined forces and uh, with Shane's WCW an attempt to take apart um, Vince's WWF? Can I just
7: interrupt with another interesting factor? Um, so, at that point, at that point in time, Stephanie obviously Stephanie didn't really own ECW. No, do you know who, Do you know who did own the rights to ECW at that length, uh, at that moment in time?
4: Um, I'm guessing it was Paul Heyman's
7: dad. No, it was a claim because they made the computer games. Oh, because oh, they I had
4: see. anarchy rules and so that, didn't they? Yeah.
7: Mm. So it turned out WWE had to buy the right off the claim because yeah, when ECW went bust, the, the claim still had the license type thing for it because they made the the exciting anarchy rules and the hardcore revolution. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. So, so yeah,
4: that, is, that, that was... is that the first of one of Al's many tidbits about this pay per view the evening? I reckon it is, Cameron. I reckon it is. You have me testicles in the football
7: score. What more do you want?
0: <laughs> well. Um, <laughs>
7: um no more no no thank good. you
4: no more of your testicles is what i want um right the it's fans you know like test fans you know uh yeah N- uh enough <laughs> uh, we get a shot of the ill-fated wf new york restaurant and oh, um yeah. the double ramp man that double ramp with the two entrances that, that was nice i like that, that. was pretty awesome I yeah, thought it, it was quite,
5: good it was a nice Didn't, little did, touch that didn't TNA end up stealing that sort of yes, five, six, eight years later? At, they, at the beginning when they were doing weekly pay-per-view, it was a dual ramp where you had
0: Hooker's um, essentially in cages dancing for whatever reason. I'd yet to work out
4: why. Our opening match is um, Mike Awesome and Lance Storm representing Team ECWWCW, which is a bit of a mouthful, mm-hmm. oh, um, just, versus, versus Edge and Christian. Now, I think it's telling, and it's a kind of setup point for the entire evening. That Mike Awesome and Lance Storm don't actually get into televised entrance.
5: <laughs> no, they're just there. <laughs> and just, also, just, yeah, they're just in the ring at a major
4: pay per view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here you go, guys. Get yourself out. out there.
0: Yeah, they just stood and watched all the pyro. They've kind of went, oh, "That was nice." All right, let's start.
4: On you go. And uh, also, telling is the fact that Lance Storm tries to make a promo and doesn't get about. It gets about five words into it and is interrupted by Edge and Christian's music. If
3: I can be serious for a minute. Without being interrupted. Tonight will be a defining moment in the history of this business for a variety of reasons. All of which I will divulge now. Well, Well, here's the first invasion of the evening. Agent Christian interrupting Mr. Lance Storm.
1: I do like Agent Christian's ritual music, it's really good. Well, yeah. And did you um, catch that Christian mentioned this match on his recent podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, Yes, it it contains Christian's most
4: embarrassing moment in wrestling this match. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, because on the Stone Cold podcast, and there is a moment in this match, where uh, Lance Storm and Mike Awesome were both on the outside by the announce tables, and apparently they had this spot at the time where um, Edge would basically kneel by the ropes on all fours, and Christian would rebound off the opposite ropes, and then jump off Edge's back, and then sort of um, swaned on over the top rope and onto whoever was outside. Oh, uh, and he slipped. Yeah, apparently Edge's back was so sweaty that night that he literally <laughs> just slipped and just cracked his knees off oh, the um, off the top rope and then just landed in a heap in front of Mike Awesome and uh, Lance Storm. And on the broadcast, you can just about make out what Christian said. Lance told him. Lance apparently just looked down and went, "Jay, what the fuck have you done?" <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> I can imagine. And then, just, I can...
4: and then just had to basically kick him to make it look like it was
2: just... This match is about momentum. You set the tone here. Oh! And Edge tried to elevate Christian. Christian stepped off Edge and hung himself on those top ropes. I'm not sure that how much of impact that, that Christian got on his opponents
4: here.
1: I think that was the highlight <laughs> of the match. Because, I mean, it's a really... It's a good pacey opener, but it just... They crack on with it, don't they? they? don't hang around once they kind of get into the ring. It, it kind of,
4: for me, has a problem that most of the matches in the evening do, in that it's competent enough, but there's no reason for these individuals to be having this match, other yeah, than they, they. represent yeah. opposite teams. So it's kind of like, they, they might as well at the start of the night and kind of, you know, drawn lots and just went, well, Edge and Christian will wrestle chunk, 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 chunk. Mike Awesome and Lance Storm! Hooray! So like
0: you're saying, you, you, want go. To do bat- you want to do battle ball, basically.
1: Basically, yeah, That was what they might as well have done. It's the old Survivor Series conundrum, isn't it? You either work an angle into it, like an like a personal angle, or you just have like some random guys in the ring earning the paycheck, essentially.
5: I do understand why Lance Storm could allegedly have, have been you know, so passionate about ECW and WCW, having spent so long at ECW, and then having pretty much every championship in WCW that he was desperate to fight for the, the brand names, but Mike Awesome, who was you know unceremoniously left the company, then brought back to be humiliated, just so he would drop the belt to Taz in in a couple of minutes, and then he went back, you know, finished off his career at, at WCWA. He was turned into that seventies guy. I can't and the fat imagine. Chick thriller.
4: Don't forget the fat chick thriller.
5: Oh yeah, the fat chick thriller. <laughs> if there's one man who would not. Have any allegiances to WCW in ECW at this point? Surely it would be
1: Mike Awesome. I find that kind of interesting because they, they do specify Mike Awesome being the first guy of the invasion, don't they?
3: It was Mike Awesome who became the first WCW star ever to invade the hollowed halls, the the WWF grounds of Madison Square Garden, as Lance Storm comes in off the tag and begins the assault on the King of the Ring for the year 2001.
4: He was the first guy across the line and he can make a big thing of that in this match. Of all the people to pick. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> to be fair
5: maybe they looked at Awesome and thought you know what we've got something here he could be a big time player because genuinely I think Mike Awesome's fantastic I mean his work in ECW was u- unbelievable you know and he's, he's yeah. an absolute tank he looks the part he mm. fits the bill for a WWF wrestler
1: Like the, the full finishes they do at yeah. the end was quite good so it wasn't it wasn't terrible it was just just yeah. a match just a wrestling match
4: yeah it, it's- <laughs> you can imagine it being sort of uh, you know in the last hour of Raw and being quite cool mm, but yeah it's okay to open a pay-per-view with, but like I said, I felt I couldn't get into it in a big way because I'm like, well, there's no really sort of any great personal beef. Yeah. They could have even had, had, you know, worked in that storyline that, you know, Mike Awesome and ECW. They could have worked in something about, you know, um, Lance Storm having, you know, grown up, you know, a n- new edging Christian from years back and sort of said, you know, ah oh, you know, I knew you were always crap then. You just wormed your way into the biggest company kind of thing. Even something like that to give it a little bit of, you know, pizzazz to it, but
7: you yeah, don't need the story all the time in matches. I'll, back back in the, the old WrestleMania, not every match had a feud. It was just a match for the sake of having a match.
1: Yeah, but you think about like the uh, you know, the attitude era going into like WrestleMania 17. Most matches had some kind of good thing to get your teeth into.
7: What, like a shampoo commercial? No.
1: Yes. Like a shampoo commercial.
4: But, I think I was but still,
1: you get, me point. I get your point. Ah,
4: I get your point. I get wasn't you. this the
1: kind of period where they, they, they were starting to bring more writers in? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Because there was that guy who was in charge, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who was in charge of all, like, all the writing did all, all work with storyboards, and he died. And he was like around the time of the, you know, the Commissioner Foley, that kind of era. And after he died, they kind of floundered for writers. And this is when it's definitely kind of started bringing in the writers' room kind of thing.
4: Oh, um, is it? Um, I want to. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Correct, correct, Yeah, I think it was sometime. We right do ago. our
1: research. Yeah, we are so awesome for research. So I wonder if that's yeah. if it's that starting to affect it when they're starting to bring in you know more writers into the company who aren't necessarily you know wrestling buckets. Mm, well, that's kind I of think it, it. Well, that, I suppose that might be a few well, more years down the road one than, than this year maybe, but maybe, maybe. But I don't uh, care because William Regal's next, and he's amazing. Yeah. Anyone else? Anything else to say about that match before we move on?
7: I said I thought it was decent enough opener. That's what I thought.
4: It was. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd agree. It's a decent enough opener, but it just—I couldn't. I—I I don't feel like it was. You know, my God, this is the opening salvo of a war kind of thing. You know, I don't. <laughs> didn't buy it promise. for that. Didn't buy it for that. Anyway, William Regal. But you should be thinking about your match with
3: Raven. I cannot believe that. that- poncy little tow rag would even even dare challenge me. I mean, I'm the commissioner, what is he thinking?
1: I don't know what he's no, thinking. But... Gold.
4: solid gold. I, I'm a big fan of this part because he manages to fit in the fact that, according to him, Raven is a poncy little tow rag. Yes. <laughs> Regal. Regal. is Jack, amazing. Which I think is wonderful.
0: Um, Let's just sum this in one sentence.
5: I wrote down, Vince dancing then William fucking Regal appears. That's all I wrote. That's all you need to do. Matt... My single sentence is William Regal. Dot. 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 A polo shirt and wrestling trunks is not a strong look. <laughs> <laughs> a point.
1: It's a point. That's, we'll, that's we'll, a we'll get to that in this match later, I think. Um, but then we yeah, we move into the um, the promo, which what uh, might be the the the, uh, the 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 match of the card, the grudge match between um, Ian Patrick. Is it, I can't remember its name. It's
4: Ian Patrick. <laughs> Nick
0: Patrick Nick Patrick, Patrick thank you. Nick Patrick and Earl, Earl Hebner. Hebner Earl Hebner no. No. Nick
1: no. a <laughs> special guest referee now I wrote <sighs> about this and I put you know I put put. Oh, Patrick vs Hebner question mark good god this is going to be terrible but then Patrick puts his hands on Hebner I'm in
3: how can you allow this to happen what can I do what can you do I'll tell you what you can do you can stand up for yourself man you can run over to Nick Patrick's dressing room now, you can kick the door in, and you can challenge Nick Patrick to a match at Invasion. Okay. Oh, you think you'd be a tough guy? How
2: about a match you and I at Invasion? Oh, I'd love to have a match with you in Invasion. I've got a little preview right now. Hey, Patrick. hey Nick Patrick! Suck a A cheap shot! Suck a
3: sucker punch to Earl Hebner! And Earl Hebner! Oh! oh. Hedner
2: attacking Nick Patrick! Ways didn't get him anywhere, but it could be a different story when Nick Patrick
6: and Earl
1: Hebner have a fight Sunday at Invasion. As far as I'm concerned, I'll, I'll probably back me up on this. Earl Hebner is probably my definitive referee, like the same way um, the Think is my definitive ring announcer. Like when I think about wrestling and the referee, it's Earl Hebner. So when I see you know uh, Nick Patrick with his mullet putting his hands on Earl Hebner, <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that, Nick. You're going to get a beating. And that's what happens in their excellent match that follows this promo. In <laughs> it
7: was it was short and sweet. Hey, Cam, you'll be happy because this had the backstory, didn't it? <laughs> this had the <a> backstory. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh he's, wow. he's starting out the gates hot tonight, isn't <laughs> he's he? Shots <a> <laughs>
1: fired. <laughs> my my favorite bit is when the WCW wrestlers come out swaggering behind the Patrick, like the, you know. oh, that's amazing. They're all just like, did, fair play to Patrick; he's a good heel. You know, give him that.
4: Did anyone else like like me think like totally forget because he's now totally ingrained in the WWE? You forgot uh, that Charles Robinson was a WCW right? Mm, I did. When yeah. really he came out, I forgot about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. I it's looked good and good. kind of went, "Oh
0: yeah." <laughs> Here's my question: Where did Mike Yoder go?
4: Mike Chioda.
0: Um Yeah. I don't
7: know, actually. Which is the one that was... Am I getting missed? Oh, no, is it Jimmy I mean, was There was one guy who uh, got released after 20 years of service or something like that and got depression or something. Was hmm. uh, that Jimmy Calderas or was that Mike Chioda? no, no.
1: Oh, can, I, can I ask you guys now a very Zen philosophical question? Okay, it, go Because you're the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the Zen question, if a tree falls over in the woods, does it make any sound? Uh-huh. Yeah. Does it still count as a ref bump if both people in the match are refs?
6: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> um.
4: My brain hurts. I suppose it's just a consistent series of ref bumps. But they're both dressed as refs. Especially, especially, yeah, but especially when the referee of the match is a wrestler.
1: <laughs> it's like some kind of weird inversion <laughs> of wrestling. You've got mixed. It's logos. like
4: some kind of Twilight Zone episode where everything's reversed.
1: And I really liked. Um, um it was Music when really he came out, that rock tune really kind of fit his character, I think.
6: Yeah,
5: uh, uh, (laughs) I put Earl Hebner's music is absolutely shocking, followed by Earl Hebner looks like the softest of all the WWF referees. Why is he the one that they picked to fight? They picked the oldest, softest looking one and went, you're our
1: guy, you're our guy to win this battle. (laughs) And I I can't remember why I've written this down, but at some point, uh, Jim Ross referred to something as Bowling Shoe Ugly.
7: It's the match in general, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. this is it bloody
6: be well
1: is boring too ugly.
7: It's it's Did his you... court where he knows this is going to be rubbish, but he's got to try and call it and uh, be enthusiastic about it. That's usually what it is.
5: There were certain periods where they kept flicking between different camera shots because no matter which angle they went for, the punches still looked shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> they tried every single view they had. And thought you know what? It looks crap. Regardless, just <laughs> stick with the one. We'll just, put the doing... back.
5: We'll just cut to the back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're going to, about to have people watch tv in an unnatural manner
4: let's <laughs> let's just cut to regal with his top <laughs> yes. that'll be so fine
1: it was clear the match is going bad the crowd are going down uh let's just get further get mr Soko out and then and end it now and that's what they do mr soccer yeah. of course
4: pretty much 50. i mean so that's that's really your start to this pay-per-view it's a decent enough tag match followed by this car wreck well, <laughs> it only gets
7: six minutes or something. It's supposed to be like right, right? still a car wreck. You can, so you can go to
4: have you have you ever been in a car wreck, Al? it Can last like twenty seconds. <laughs> a lot of things in my life last twenty seconds. Oh, here we go. <laughs> anyway, away from Al's testicles,
1: we've got right. the APA versus <laughs> the natural born thrillers.
4: No, before that, before that, we've got um um the promo with uh, Deborah and yes. um, Undertaker's wife. I think I know. I think I've forgotten about that. Never be allowed to talk. Never.
2: I'm okay. I mean, consider last Thursday night. Diamond Dallas Page locks me in the trunk of that car, drives me around the arena, and then just leaves me. Leaves me on the corner. I.
1: Well, I guess I'm okay if you think about it. You know, nobody knows Page better than I do. And you want to know something? Not only is he a pervert, he's psycho too.
2: I just know one thing. I can't wait for Steve to tear him from limb to limb tonight. I can't wait. I'd like to do that myself. But after Mark gets through with him tonight, there's going to be
0: nothing left, of Diamond Dallas Page. I hope you're so right.
4: She's a bit like a very low rent um, Dolly Parton, isn't she?
1: No, oh, she is a low rent Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh, is this where they stood by, like they're getting like a drink of coffee or something? Yeah, they are stood
4: by like what looks like the catering tables, yeah. and it's like. Uh, uh, but it's the best bit is when um, um, I can't remember. Was it Sarah Undertaker's? Uh, Sarah, no? yeah. Well, Sarah, yeah, the one you got the ta- yeah, he got the tattoo of the neck and had to laser it. Um, it, 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 she kind of goes, DDP is a pervert and a psycho, apparently. <laughs> But they didn't mention
1: any yoga though, did they? Which was, which was no, uh, surprising.
4: I, I don't know if yoga turns into a pervert and a psycho. I'm not sure.
1: Maybe that's the next stage of DTV Yoga. Now
4: you have to just, uh, you know, just kidnap women. Yeah, that's it. That's, you know, salute the sun, kidnap women. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, no, it's a it's a terribly bad backstage segment with just the two of them twining on about like, rubbish. W- w- when you actually think about what was
5: meant to be happening there, Deborah had a nightmare. All she was doing was trying to get a cup of coffee and then all all of a sudden you know it's you just, just, it's just starts kicking off about, about DDP's other victims kicking off about DDP being a stalker all she wants to do is have a cup of coffee and just getting
4: pestered with this rubbish <laughs> yeah I know just get, that's what you want to do you just want a nice hot beverage you yeah. know and
1: that's that's not, what's not happening get moaned out by someone who's being stalked by DDP Yoga Man exactly,
4: exactly. Like, look
5: get over it like I'm just trying to drink your coffee leave us alone yeah yeah match,
1: basically right? uh, yeah so the, uh, the AP command hit people don't they for about five minutes I think that's essentially what <laughs> yeah. happened in this next match
4: The sold out in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, this match is, is unique for being champions versus champions though. That's yes. Stress. But it's not for the actual belt though, is it? Champions versus Jobbers,
7: I think, is the correct term, <laughs> isn't <that>?
4: Oh <laughs> do you Gosh, not like do you not like the team of Chuck Bolombo and Shono here? Yeah, I mean it's just the way they're treated in the match though, isn't it? It's, uh... <laughs> I think you'll find <laughs> Alex the way the entire of WCW are treated in this view. <laughs> yeah. mm obvious during this match
0: well considering it's two, two sort of pretty boys going up against two hard-hitting beer-drinking gambling men that run a protection
1: agency it was kind of obvious they were going to get destroyed I don't think they they kind of don't let themselves down do they they kind of you know they they put enough of their own fire into it to get run over by the APA They don't make, it's not like a full-on squash is it at least not as I recall no it's, it's, it's closer you can get without making it yeah. one-sided but the APA were really over weren't they I forgot how over they were back oh, in the day absolutely
0: who can't remember Steve Blackman trying to get protection when he was the hardcore champion?
4: Indeed, indeed. Um, I'm just trying to look at my notes here. Um, if A, Teddy Long's the referee. Yep. Um, and JR seems quite keen to put over um, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare as, you know, young stars. Yeah. Which he seemed not to be willing to give like Mike Awesome and uh, Lance Storm the time of day in the first match.
2: Big advantage as far as experience is concerned, but the pure athleticism and the youth and power of Palumbo and O'Hare cannot go unrecognized. And don't forget the
3: hunger Palumbo and O'Hare bring to the ring. This is a very important matchup for these two young stars. A
2: chance to to put them on the map in the sports entertainment industry. Well, they, they came out of the blocks in WCW in a big way. They beat Kevin Nash and DDP for the tag team champions back in January. So, uh, Palumbo and O'Hare have opened a lot of eyes. They're a young team with a wealth of
4: potential. I'm beginning to think, did the did the WWF actually have plans for Sean O'Hare and Chuck um, Palumbo beyond this? Guessing so? Like, bigger than what they
1: actually ended up being.
7: Of course they did. Chuck was going to be in a gay marriage, and Sean um, <laughs> O'Hare uh, wears a stupid trench coat and gets managed by Roddy Piper. There you go, they're the bigger plans.
1: Uh, those are some amazing plans. <laughs> I'd wear a trench coat and
4: be married by Roddy Piper. I'd be married by Roddy Piper. <laughs> Not married to Roddy Piper. That sounded wrong. That
6: sounded wrong. And <laughs> he's dead. And he's dead. Well done, and he's dead yeah. That's yeah, my think, fault. Well
1: done, do you think um, Ross is putting them over more because they got the belts on them more than anything else? I think
0: that she's trying to make yeah. the WCW the belts mean something because if the the plan was to run two separate organizations, almost you can't have one set of belts be the great belts and
1: one set of belts be they've got the some so metal. So woohoo! Yeah, but it's not an actual match for the belt, though, is it? It's just champion versus no. champion. No, because champion versus champion, that's it. Because that would give the match some kind of edge, which, you know, why, why would they want to do that?
4: Um, I've just put for the ending here, I've got it all goes a bit mad with super kicks everywhere. <laughs> but, Bradshaw, <laughs> but Bradshaw pins Palumbo after the clothesline from hell. Line yeah. from hell. I always hated the clothesline from hell as a finisher.
5: Really? See, I love a hard hitting
7: clothesline. It looked, it looked yeah. so stiff, and it probably was.
4: Probably was, yeah. yeah. Well, probably was. A bit of a jaw cracker like, but you know, when you're just thinking, it's a clothesline.
0: But it's a clothesline from hell. It's from hell. Well, it's, it's a la- it, but, Yeah.
4: It's from hell, Cameron. <laughs> I don't know if you've
5: ever been to hell, but I wouldn't want anything that comes from hell. Exactly. Definitely not a clothesline.
1: Uh. No, well, it, would, well. Would you have liked it better if it was a lariat? Ladier from hell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've got
4: that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's something. Thanks. Um, you're welcome no problem um, but it was just I don't know this match once again it's another sort of competent match mm. but it's nothing and again it's like 5-6 minutes basically. yeah it's not long at all
1: this a on
4: the yeah I know but this pay-per-view belts long at a fair rate as
1: far as match length it's, well it's only mm. two is it two and a quarter hours two and a half hours something? Two, two, and two and a half, half hours 45 I think in the end isn't yeah. it really yeah. it doesn't feel that long
7: um, they had to scrub the Iron Man match between Nick Patrick and Earl Ebner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
4: Oh, can you imagine? Oh God! Can you imagine?
1: Christ! Jesus God! Anyway, backstage, Vince is still going around backstage, isn't he? Just running around people because he's worried <laughs> of, or something. Even though his team just keep winning.
4: Now there seems to be a little bit of a difficulty thing with the scores here because I've I, down the margins of my pages. I was keeping the score in the matches, and I've put after this uh, the Chuck Palumbo Shawn here APA match. I've put WBF go 3-0 up. Mm. Yes, 3-0. But later on, Shane McMahon seems to be cast a bit of doubt on that because he seems to be the only person who counts the opening dark match. Except me. <laughs> Except uh-huh. Al. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Which is, bearing in mind on this podcast, me and Al's regular arguments about including dark matches in them or not. <laughs> They're Hogan's favourite dog matches. Oh, oh my god.
1: We can't, we can't mention him anymore. He's a bad man. I said earlier he's a naughty man. Never we can't.
4: Never heard of Hulk Hogan. Never, never heard, heard of him. He's... How can a man that shade of mahogany be racist? Anyway.
1: That's just in a t-shirt. <laughs> That's our first merch in the store that isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty that, much. that
4: and Potential Benoit, that's our first two t-shirts. <laughs> oh oh no, we let's not go back to Potential Benoit. Anyway, this, Earl Hebner sells in, doesn't he? I think he does, uh, probably. Um, but there we go. Vince
1: uh, and Jericho, come on, they're they, they, they good, aren't they?
4: Yeah, I mean, <sighs> Jericho's another one you're kind of thinking. Yeah, Jericho had, the, had, a, had a reason to be on Team WWF, because obviously the whole WCW history. Hmm. But it's not really played up on at any point, is it? I
1: think the they talk about up. it later, but
4: it's
1: not really shown, is it?
4: they just kind of dropping the country, I think.
1: Had, had they not bought
4: their tape library by this point in time, surely? <laughs>
1: yes. The WWF
4: okay. had bought it, so they could have easily have just shown some of Jericho's old matches and then him walking out on WCW and all this kind of stuff.
1: Well, did they show any old WCW stuff in the promo highlights and stuff? I don't remember any. I could be wrong. It was three weeks
4: ago I watched it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Cameron. No problem. Um, And then we have um, Backstage with the Alliance, where Stephanie shows us, she really hates Jericho, doesn't she? I hate
3: Chris Jericho. I hate him. I hate him. I hate
0: him! Please calm down.
4: I think it's in Jericho's book. He has a whole thing about how he never actually got authorised for that promo about um, pointing out the fact that Steph had a boob job. <laughs> he just went for it. Um, with the whole, fl- was it the flotation device thing? Yeah. Um, and he just went for it, and apparently he got in major, major shit for it. But, the, you know, he, he, he was sort of saying in his book, was like, going, oh, yeah, well, me and Steph are totally cool now. We're totally cool now. But at the time, obviously oh, didn't like me. So I think it's a kind of an underlying
1: truth that, you know, they didn't quite get along with each other. Yeah, but, it kind of, they, but, but their like, hatred kind of really works you know, on screen like their kind of rivalry. Yeah, you know it does look really good. I think because there is that grain of truth to it, it does really work. Yeah, pretty much. And I do, I really miss Shane McMahon. I really do. Like when you see him, in like I miss previews, that theme song. Really yeah. You miss Shane. Yeah, Shane was awesome.
0: How do you, you not miss that entrance with the music and the dancing and just the ridiculousness? I'm so happy. A bit crap. <laughs> was, I'm not talking about his in-ring ability. That's different. I'm not I talking about that.
4: Well, his in ring
1: ability wasn't really much apart from to fall off things. <laughs> it worked for a lot of people. I'm a Shane and Mac defender. I thought he was, you know, for, for where he came from, to what he did, you know, you can't argue with that, can you? Better than Linda McMahon, let's put that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
4: if you're, if yeah. you're going to rank the McMahon family in their worth to the television product, then. <laughs> Linda's at the bottom. Yeah,
1: Linda's going to be bottom of that <laughs> yeah.
4: league.
0: Trump can cut a promo to Could Not Be Given Words to Pronounce If Tried.
4: <laughs> yeah. This, this is Linda McMahon who had difficulty portraying a woman who was paralysed in a wheelchair <laughs> uh, and to out to the world around her. Was that's
6: right. <laughs> oh god, uh,
1: that's the best bit of WrestleMania 17 by far, she just it's brought
4: out. <laughs> um, Stephanie so, has got a lot better in the interim, as far as Stephanie now as a oh, heel. Oh, Stephanie now is amazing. Works oh, re- better than Stephanie back in 2001.
1: Her WrestleMania 31 promo when she kind of went. You know, she just switched heel on everybody mid talking about how big the crowd was. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: she was... That's She's fantastic for stuff like that, but in here, she's yeah. just a screechy teenager. Because yeah. then Still.
1: Um, she's screeching, she and Max doing her stuff, and then Paul Paulie walks in and just like, yeah, I'm the best. Just everybody just shut up. Because Paulie's <laughs> the much. best. Because I'm wearing a baseball cap, and that makes me the best.
4: And I've got a ponytail.
1: Yes. Paulie with ponytail is amazing. I like, you know, Paulie now is great, but Paulie with a ponytail, come on. That, that, that's his classic. That's your vintage. As Michael Cole would say it's vintage. I've
7: just the it, commentary it, it seems weird having Jim Ross and Michael Cole. I mean, you would have thought that would have got somebody representing the alliance to be the commentator No, they do that? But then
4: they would have had no opportunity to belittle and grind <laughs> WCW to the dust. There would be someone actually oh, sending yeah, them on the airwaves. Why
1: would they do that? Well, who was the um, the Shawani one would do it, would he? Tony Shawani would have come back in. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be this. Bischoff was probably burned out. Heenan was the other commentary guy, wasn't he? I can't remember Heenan probably have Hey,
0: he they could have got, got Monko.
1: No.
7: Mm. I had um, Scott Hudson, I think. is that Have I said that right, Scott Hudson? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Scott I had ball. Scott Hudson, yeah. But again, he it, did it's, it not,
1: well, not, it's not one of those iconic names, is it? It's just like some guy who works there.
7: Oh, no, and Anderson did it as well, but I mean, I'm not I just think, just Michael Carter seems a weird choice for me. I don't know. I don't start, know who else you'd at that moment in time I just don't think Michael Cole was the right choice to be a part of the GR. Is he well, the right
4: choice? No. Where was Jedi Lawler doing all of this? He was left this still the
0: part where he left sh- because of the problem with the cat?
1: Yeah. Hmm. The whole thing about the uh, the allegation, I believe. Because it was.
0: she left she well she lost the Loser Leaves turn match on fully loaded. And then the king walked out with her and that was a few months before this all kicked off.
1: Yeah, because that's it what it was, he was nobody- on Mercer mini, wasn't it?
7: It was mid storyline because it wasn't lose the leaves. It was lose if she if King lost, she had to join the right to censor. Oh, that was always sorry. You're right. And you're then, right. And then she just left and just like the sacked the mid storyline almost because I think she got everyone's pissed backstage. And the like sacked the mid storyline and King threw a strop and stood by his oh. woman and said, "If she's she's there getting the marching orders and he's leaving." And of course, yeah. as soon as the divorce bit was went through, he's like. Vince can I have my job back, yeah.
0: <laughs> Vince, I'm sorry, it was a mistake. We all said things we regret. <laughs> but
1: you, you almost wonder why they didn't put um Paul Heyman on then, the commentary. Because obviously, him and Ross did such a good job of me in the 17th. No, no, no. He was the aggressive, raw mouthpiece of the Alliance, whereas um Shane
0: and Stephanie were the sort of cold calculated. Paul Lee was the raw, unfiltered. The angry one. One, set, one track mind. Mm. Yeah.
1: I still think that would have worked because him and Ross used to, you know, we always niggered each other. I think that would have worked quite well. That, that would have also got the heat over between the different people, you know, the, the two sides mm-hmm. to have that kind yeah. of voice on the, on the commentary team. But you know, what do I know? I'm not a wrestling booker. True. True.
4: Anyway, moving on. Uh, Billy, Billy Kidman. What are our opinions on Billy Kidman, ladies and gentlemen?
1: Um, I, I thought it was interesting that he comes out as the face because he's the first WTW face, isn't he? Everybody hates X-Pac with a vengeance. They do, don't they?
7: <laughs>
3: Who made the challenge to Billy Kidman a few weeks ago on Sunday night heat to determine who's the premier light heavyweight, so to speak, between these organizations. And there are those X-Pac suck chants that Billy Kidman was talking about earlier on, and X-Pac with the first offensive
6: maneuver in this matchup.
1: Even on the even on like a per view like this, where like it's so loaded to the WWE's favor, like they're pushing their guys so hard, and X-Pac still comes out to booze. Which is a bit odd in the you know the whole theme so, of it so far.
5: On reflection, it is it, it seems odd, but I, I remember at that time it, just having this gut feeling whenever Xbox Music hit. It was the feeling you got was oh no, anybody but X-Pac. So I, I, I think that is. I mean, I love x on you know in hindsight, but. I, I, he was just such a, a, a staple then of, of mediocrity. I think that that's more, he represented mediocrity more than yeah. it was necessarily ex, X-Pac as a man who was, he was just a, the the one who drew the short straw and was getting um, the stick for it, you know? So I think that's why he was getting booed, despite being
1: Team WWF. Because right now he's teamed up with, is uh, he teamed up with Prince Albert and Test? Is that who they teamed up with?
4: Yeah, in that horrible, horrible <laughs> X-Factor music. Uh, Albert just incredible. they're, they're the two... Uh, uh team partners you want yeah that kind of word I'm sure Phil you'll be able to find the X Factor music and lay it over the top of this but yeah mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. yo you dealing with the X Factor
2: I got everything high ever yeah. as and I'll yeah. never yeah. give that back yo oh I know you hate the X that factor, factor but you ain't gotta look at me like that I said you ain't gotta look at me like Revolution. that I know you're watching what, you oh, yeah. what you yeah, you're looking
4: at what you're looking at no, I, I just put down that would would X Pac not like be getting a little bit of pelters during this because like Triple H isn't here, hmm. Shawn Michaels has quit temporarily, of course, as we know now. Yeah, there's no Nash, there's no Hall, but X Pac was kind of the fifth guy in that. Kind Of click, wasn't he? you
1: think there's a bit of like, why is it you that's left?
4: Yeah, because it's basically he was pretty much guaranteed a job in either organization because of his mates. Yeah. Because he was mates with like Na- Nash and Hall and Hogan, and he was mates with Triple H yeah. and Shawn Michaels. So he point, was. The internet's out, isn't it? So everybody knows the background behind yeah. all these stuff. Because he's the only guy. I can think of because okay, you had like people who joined the NWO when it was in the WWE. Like Shawn Michaels joined the NWO, and you could say he did, but that was only like you know he was in the NWO for like two weeks or something. So it wasn't like when it was originally hot oh, back in the um, yeah, exactly, exactly. It was, still saying was it X- six, or six, yeah, mm. um, because it it was, um, was no, was it not like the one, two, three added up
6: huh.
1: for the one, two, three kid. But you know, when you're in the same team table as Virgil, but, you know, bad You know, they've hit the big time. You know, they've hit the big time. <laughs> the big time. Uh, look, anyway. um Billy Kidman, though, was he. Because he's like. Oh, in this match, he's essentially the good ex pac isn't he? They've both got a kind of similar moveset and build and everything. And the crowd seemed to like him a bit when he came this was This was for a bell, wasn't it? Is was this for the. the, the um, oh, it was. It was, well, was it? No, it was another type of champion Champion. Yeah, was they were Cruise Champions, weren't they?
7: But, but I don't think it was on the line, was it?
4: don't think so no I'm not sure now actually no, no it, wasn't, it
0: wasn't no because no. no, series was all the unification matches this was just here's our best against their best
4: yeah this for me is probably best match they make so far yeah mm. it has something a little bit more to it it's something a little bit different um, Billy Kidman actually I think takes a lot of um, good vibes from not being in the ring against someone uh, you know that outweighs him yeah because it would have been really easy for the WF just to basically stick him in there against Big Show or something and just have him, you know, Big Show, just pound him with a few punches and then choke slam him and then that's it. It's the sort of thing that Vince would do. Yeah. But I think in an, opponent, yeah, in an opponent like X-Pac, he kind of is able to show off a little bit more and actually have a more even match.
1: Yeah. And again, it's quite short and they get all, they get all their moves in. And yeah. He's got a good finish. Is, the,
4: um, is it a shooting star press? Is that? It is, yes. Um, yeah. it's, uh, goes, uh, X-Pac goes for a Bronco Buster, Kidman counters, and then a shooting star press. Yeah. Um, there is a moment of, uh, just towards the end of the match where I've just put down here Kidman launches from the top rope and kind of falls flat on the face plan. I don't quite know, I don't remember what that was, but uh, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. something there. Um, there's a moment as well where X-Pac um, goes from a headlock into a sleeper Kidman then reverses into a sleeper I thought about this.
1: You know, the crowd did not appreciate the sleepers at the start of the
4: match so like, no no this was this was a couple of ways through and the crowd still hate x Park basically
1: it's like you know you got two kind of high-fives agility kind of libre kind of style guys and you have them doing sleepers
4: Pretty much, pretty much,
1: but there we go. But no, it's, it's, it's a decent little match. Yeah, I think you're right about saying it's the best one so far. It is the best, best one. Except like so being Heather versus Patrick, obviously. Of course, it's of just, course, It of just course. edges it. Just what, you huh? oh, what you looking at?
5: What you looking at?
7: Huh? Oh, what you looking at? What you looking at? We're 54 minutes into this podcast and we're on the fourth match.
1: Yeah, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. I'll let it be down to ten minutes ago. Don't worry about that. <coughs> and then, um, is it DDP comes out and then d- doesn't sell yoga, which is weird. <laughs> it, just, it, it does not feel weird to hear him not talk about yoga. I don't know what it is.
3: Thursday night, talk to me. Let me tell you, bro. That De- Deborah, she's sweet, but she's no sale. I mean, you know, you know hey, what I'm hey, about. Hey, 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 we're, we're we're not talking about. We are not talking about Thursday and, night.
1: And obviously, because like when you listen to DDP talk about stuff, he seems to be like at every single like important point in wrestling, and seems to in, influence it in some way. Like he talked about giving Scott Hall the Razor gimmick, and then sells yoga. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting confused by DDP. Um,
4: yeah. Anyway, we need to get to the fact that Tori Wilson says voluptuous breasts in this next bit. Oh,
5: this was so awkward. This was this is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me watching this. You ready, Tori? Stace, I was born ready. You know what?
0: It's just too bad the audience is gonna have to settle to see Tristratus and her bra tonight.
1: They're gonna be missing out
0: on these big, voluptuous
6: breasts. Your breasts and my ass. My legs go from here all the way up to here. And no one looks better in panties than me, especially Lita. The only way I could look better would be to be wearing none at all. But since the audience isn't going to see it, I think there might be two people that we could give a private showing to. Mm. Maybe after the show we can give a private viewing to Matt and Jeff Hardy. Mm -hmm. You know they want us.
1: (laughs) Stace, you do have a firm ass.
6: I know.
4: You know when people say, oh, I really hate WWE, now it's PG. Oh, God, it's really crap, now it's PG. And you're kind of thinking, yeah, maybe it's got its moments of not being as edgy, you know, this kind of stuff. But at least being PG saves us crap like this.
1: I yeah. wrote down a uh, Diva's Revolution 2001 style. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not. I
0: couldn't write. I couldn't write anything. I was distracted. <laughs> it Was just
1: weird. <laughs> uh, just weird. But even weirder is Regal coming out with no clothes on and just his trunks.
0: <laughs> How because... would you describe it like that. It makes it worse.
2: To England,
6: the commissioner of the World William
1: because, did you listen to, I can't remember what, what, um, what show he was on, it was either Jericho's or Cork Cabana's podcast, we talked about how when he went to the WW, uh, WWF, they wouldn't let him wear his robe when he came out. Oh yeah. But they not. No. No, they, 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 for some reason they didn't want him wearing a robe, so like. He talked about how like that how, that kind of got him mentally ready for the match. You know, it kind of made him, yeah, know, William Regal down to the match. So whenever he wasn't wearing it, he felt really awkward and uncomfortable. He would have It's a bit. And but, as soon as he said that, when you see him come to the ring, you can really tell he doesn't feel like he's not William Regal. Know what to do with his arms. Does that make sense. Like he's just all kind of like, well, yeah. yeah. When you kind of like look back at his interests, after that, you kind of think, yeah, he-, he doesn't look comfortable. Like once he's in the and, ring, he's fine. But it's just that kind of bit, you know, of him being in character, coming out to the crowd. It just doesn't look quite right. And I thought that was interesting. I'm, to Talk about the, you know, that he needed. He had he had the robe.
4: This was a few years later, obviously. But he had the robe yeah. in about two thousand eight, two thousand and nine. Yeah, when, I think at some point
1: they relented then, wear it again.
4: Like, could he, yeah, because me when, when me and Al were watching the house show in the in the Metro Arena, in Newcastle, he I can't remember who he wrestled, but he had the robe on then.
0: Wasn't he? Was he the, Was it? Was it King in the ring at that point though?
1: Um... Yeah, he probably would have been. Okay, actually, I yeah. and I also love like when he gets to the ring, how he always wipes his feet. Yes, yes, yeah, I love that. Up the steps on the on the Raven, little wipe of the feet. Because he, even when he's now like the um, NXT general manager, he'll still do it when he gets in the ring. Yeah, he'll do a little wipe, isn't, and he goes. Isn't that isn't what, is that something Cesaro nicked? Probably.
4: probably. Cesaro does it too. To be fair,
0: if you're stealing things from William Regal, you're doing it right.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. He, all, if you're going to steal from someone, anyway. Um, Raven versus Regal. I co- I like the Raven character. So yeah. I was a bit, oh, yeah i did yeah all the ECW stuff with raven was quite cool especially in comparison to like the fact he used to be scotty flamingo <laughs> <laughs>
1: um that was a great name that was i'm
4: johnny Polo. and johnny Polo yes. with adam bomb yes yes I remember glory that. days glory days um but yeah i've put in my notes here um Once again, it's it's about 30 seconds in the match, and on commentary, the brawls and the Blackpool docks bit comes up. Well, you know, when you're brought
3: up, battling your way out of brawls on the docks of Blackpool, England, you develop that vicious and aggressive attitude.
4: Those infamous docks of Blackpool, you know, with the rough ship. Does Blackpool even have docks? No, I think he's getting mixed up with Liverpool. I think it's just a beach, isn't
1: it? There's no docks there. There's yeah. No beach in the,
7: there's no to, Phil, I'll take you some picture of the docks.
1: Thanks. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, but they also do a shout-out to Channel 4 there, don't they, as well?
2: I want to thank our fans for staying up late with us in the, in the UK on Channel 4. Watching us here tonight, of course, Regal is originally from Blackpool, England.
4: It's, it's it houses um, JR traditional for all the UK fans at home, which I always liked because yeah. you were sitting there down in coffee trying to stay awake, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you thought J- JR's with us, JR's with us. with us, he knows, he knows the pain, <laughs> he knows my testicle problem. Well done, JR. My yes. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think JR knew anything about your testicles, Al. <laughs>
6: well,
0: that's what you're wrong. He did send a letter in. <laughs> oh, right.
4: Shush. The match. is good. There is sadly zero crowd response to this match, though.
1: They start doing chain wrestling, don't they? And Regal starts, you know, starts to do, you know, quote, proper wrestling, and the crowd is like, no, nope, hit him with a chair. <laughs> um, and it, it, there's like there's one
4: point where Raven Russian leg sweeps Regal, standing next to the barrier. Yeah, I'll take it. was not fun. No, it didn't look like it was fun. and I'm kind of thinking, story-wise, like match build-up and psychology-wise, why would you do that if you're only going to bump your own head into the railing as well? Because
1: he's, he's mad. He's extreme, you know? There's a moment in commentary as well that's
4: beautiful because they're, um, I think this JR says that Regal is getting cheered by this crowd tonight when it's absolutely deathly silent.
2: The opposition certainly are the, uh, are the antagonists, if you will, in this environment here tonight. Regal's certainly not accustomed, at least in the WWF, to getting tiered on any front.
1: Any but you know what I'll save this match, Cameron? What'll make it better? run-in by Taz. <laughs> Has Had
4: Taz joined the WWF? He joined the WWF before this, didn't he? He just didn't appear with the ECW guys.
0: He, he, he debuted Raw Royal Rumble 2000.
1: Because he came in a beat angle, didn't he? he yeah.
4: So he's so they they know who he
1: is, hmm.
4: yeah. They're aware yeah. of him, and they've already probably given up any idea of pushing him because the guy's like five foot two.
1: What was he like full of injuries by this point? Um, I think, like I'm not sure how far along it was in his career when he we started to get kind of really properly messed up, and they moved into commentary. Was this not
5: after his feud with? Because his is, is transition into commentary started when he was feuding with with was it was he feuding with the King originally at one point, and then. It was the king? One point because
0: there was a match at WrestleMania where JR gives the king. It was WrestleMania 17. Because no, this a- is SummerSlam. Was it Summer? Oh, sorry. My apologies. Yeah, because JR gives um, like a sweet jar or something.
4: Yeah, I don't remember this. Taz was feuding with Jerry Lola. Yeah, at
6: yeah. one point. Feuding with. Because-
4: First of all, he was making fun of JR's
7: eyes and stuff in these bell posing
6: And
7: then. <laughs> And then Terry Lawler stepped in to, you know, take, like, uh, you know, defend JR and that led to a match at SummerSlam in yeah. which the King won and then at the next one at Unforgiven there was a, a match between, a strap match between Raven uh, between Taz and Lawler, and then Raven debuted and helped Taz win. Yeah, uh, that was in 2000. So literally Taz has done nothing for a year. Yeah. Pretty much,
1: yeah. Uh, that he kind of gets involved in this as the as the human suplex machine but yeah, he just comes in and <sighs> Makes Regal very angry.
4: Suplexes Regal behind the ref's back and Raven gets the pin that way after the Raven effect yep. in a yep. three count, which makes it WWF 3, WCW 2 or um, 3 all if you're using the Vince McMahon in the dark, in the dark match, Al. Okay, he's going to break down Sunday night heat.
3: Chavo Guerrero defeated the WWF's Scotty Too Hotty. Hot. Hot. Scotty
4: Too
6: Hotty.
7: Was, it was um, Chavo Guerrero beat Scotty Too Hotty. Too hotty. Lions
4: to go one Yes. Yes, yes. On it. <laughs> Regal's face is priceless at the end, though.
0: Regal's faces have always been great, though. Yeah. Regardless of what position is oh, in. man,
1: I just love Regal. Like, I know like the World War Three one we did was terrible, but when he's, like, in the ring, just, like, scared by everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty Regal's much. just brilliant. Like, he's just such a good... You kind of want him to have, like, a slightly... You know, he should have had a few more belts and all that. He should have been, like, you know, slightly bigger, but he probably wouldn't. was never going to get pushed higher than he did when he was at WWF because he... He worked better as that kind of character guy backstage, I think, from what bit Vince wanted him to do more as the guy in the ring, which was mm, shame. But, you know, it's regal he's brilliant.
4: Yeah. Uh we then get um Kane and Undertaker with Vince's rather strange way of motivation by just basically going, you know, it's like, you know, Undertaker, you remember when he stole your wife? Um and then Taker holds Vince up against the wall and says that he's gonna basically batter everyone that walks around. And uh was anybody else starting to get by this point?
5: I was starting to get tired of every segment between matches, was just somebody shouting at somebody else to rile them up, and then a match, and yeah. then somebody else shouting at somebody else. To, it was just so monotonous. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I've watched it through a couple of times while we've been uh, prepping for this show over the last couple of weeks, yeah, prepping, exactly. Yeah, prepping, and I can't think of you know, every time I say it, I'm just looking at it thinking. But imagine the, the Twitter feedback if that happened nowadays, if it was just oh, that same gosh. rubbish every time.
1: Well, they feel oh, really God. staged. Like, go back to the Jericho one. Like, it seems like, you know, Vince comes in for a setup and then he just stands off to one side of someone talks for about five minutes. They don't feel yeah. like natural. Even though you we've got, because um, we're into like MMA taking now, aren't we? He's wearing his gloves and he's doing some punching and stuff.
4: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: So, um... He, but he's just kind of like, you know, it feels really set up. Like, he doesn't feel like it flows or anything, which is a. Because that's their strength thing in the, the earlier really. was like you know the promos all kind of felt like it kind of flowed out of being naturally this is just like Vince walking around with that tie on just going beat somebody up okay Probably. <laughs> I'll go do that for you Vince and then, you know then we're into a <laughs> anyway. match
4: now to the match which basically uh, is obviously six people chucked together for the benefit it's of the fact my that they my the favorite team. match can, oh, can, I, <laughs> can I just I'll, ask go on.
5: which of these is the most random team and why. When you look at it, I mean, I'm reading it on paper now and I can't believe that this happened in real life. So Big Show, the one Billy Gunn and Albat, like, they're not going to be friends. And then Stasiak, Canyon
1: and Hugh Morris. Like, what what have these people got in common? I'll have you know that uh, the Big Show and uh, Billy Gunn had uh, had a name for their tag team, thank you very much. Really? What was what? that? They were the Shoguns. Oh, oh my god, you're right. They were the uh, Shoguns. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, uh, <laughs> what more do you want? I tell you what links um I tell you what
4: links Sean Stasiak, Hugh Morris, and Chris Canyon though. Lack
0: like of talent?
4: No. No. Odd sackings from the WWF. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's face it, Ah, <laughs> uh, see Al. See Al knows what I'm talking about. Sean Stasiak was fired for apparently secretly recording people's conversations in the locker room because he was wanting to write a book expose in the WWF. Hugh Morris was obviously recently sacked from his training role in NXT because he He was a naughty man. And yes, was a very naughty man. And Chris Canyon was fired. And then uh, did he not have a lawsuit against the WWF because it was because he'd come out as gay? Yes. So. I'd say that the link between, the, not that they would know this at the time in 2001, <laughs> but the link between all three men is the fact that they were sacked in weird circumstances from the WF.
5: I can't help but feel that that was that second, the weird seconds were all somehow linked to this terrible, terrible idea linked, for a match. Like,
4: This is where the rot set.
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is where it all started. It was all downhill from
1: here. Did you listen to um, when Hugh Morris was on the Jericho podcast and he talked about coming in for the invasion angle? Because um, you remember at WrestleMania X7 Shane comes out to the ring and he's points out to the top and they're all sat in a booth at the top yeah that's great <laughs> they were all supposed to have been in the ring they were all supposed to have come out and been in the ring with Shane because you had come from WCW in the original like
3: Invasion yeah and and when they when Vince bought WCW you came over I was in that group the original group yes that sat up in the silhouette skybox right because- at WrestleMania uh, what's this, Stasiak couldn't keep his mouth shut. Oh, because he was bl- bl- babbling. The night of- before, he gives up all 11 names, and Kevin Dunn <laughs> called Lauren Isen and goes, fire them all. And John, yeah, Johnny called me. Uh, because Stasiak said the 11 he names of the he did, a, he did, I guess he did something as the internet was just coming out, right? right? You know, whatever it was. So Stasiak did an interview and gave up all 11 names that were going to be at WrestleMania. The secret WCW the crew. The secret <laughs> crew. So Kevin Dunn had called Lauren Isen, the and said, "Fire them all already." We don't even have them here, and already this shit started. I think that
1: kind of feels like that was the start of the WWF kind of going. Actually, this may not be the best of ideas for us mm-hmm. because they never seem to really get behind it as much. You know, if, 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 you know, imagine that if they, you know, ten guys had come to the ring.
0: I well, I think this is when they start to realize what they bought.
4: Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> yeah. what these people were actually like. Yeah, pretty much.
1: I suppose you know they they bought in. Well, Big Show's come over from WCW, uh, Jericho's yeah. come over, and they've all taken like a good year or so to kind of settle in. Even like the um mm. what they call the radicals, they took a while to get settled in, didn't they? Yeah. But I think they, they brought them all over. They were probably the best workers. The guys who came who made that jump first, maybe apart from Big Show, who needed a lot of work done. But the thing is they 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 settled in quickly because
0: they had the hunger, they desire to, whereas these guys were here because they're like they'd fallen apart.
1: Yeah. They weren't good enough to be WWE. That's the difference, I think. Yeah, because I think Big Show always talks like when he came in, like the 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 work rate between the companies was so vastly different Mm -hmm. uh, because the guys in the WWE were, you know, they were really competitive with each other and they kind of really pushed each other wrong Whereas WCW, because the roster was so broad, you could just have guys who were just there just to make up the numbers. Yeah, and that's what we got in this match, really, isn't it? Six people essentially (laughs) make up the numbers. It's
4: terrible. I feel personally we've already spoke about this match too long. We've probably spoke about this match longer than the match actually went on for.
1: But you know the, the real tragedy to this match? Yeah, it happened. The WCW guys come out to the per- Mr. Perfect's music.
3: Representing WCW, the team of Sean Stasiak, Chris Kenyon, and Hugh Horan. Three up-and-coming stars in WCW. But will that
2: star that rise to the top come to a halt here tonight? Plenty on the line for these three young studs. Well, Sean Stoziak started his career in the WWF. Got a black ball for lack of a better term.
1: It's horrific. That's the worst thing in this match. The second most
7: horrific thing about this match. It features the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> what a throwaway match is that, the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> was it Albert? It was
4: Albert, yes.
0: Oh, oh Christ. Oh, look, look at it now. Fourteen years later, we've got Ryback as the Intercontinental Champion. God.
1: how oh, times big... change! How times change! There was, I did. There was, there was one highlight. Well, there's two bits of this match I kind of written down about. There's, um, there's a spot where they do like, a triple press slam. Yeah, that's that's right it, at the that's beginning, like
4: really early on. Yeah,
1: that's like bit, the first thing they do. And Billy Gunn almost lets the side down. Like he almost drops his guy doing the triple slam, and he just about gets him up. And then at the end, um, the t- uh, Big Show does his famous finish, the alley oop.
3: manoeuvre
1: the alley oh! so I've written alley oop question mark alley nope more like <laughs> oh, oh nice nice and that was it that was essentially that was a good what seven minutes of my life watching that Pretty much. something like that
4: Hugh Morris gets the um, sly pinfall on gun as a result of Morris and Stasiak just falling on him it's falling on him <laughs> really Um so yeah and then rubbish big slams everyone absolutely rubbish yeah, um, Terrible.
1: Yeah, actually, it's four minutes and 23 seconds. What have yeah. we got? Tajiri. You're missing the Booker T and Shane promo, when they're both very excitable. You want to gra- dig that? I can dig
3: it! You, you they something to some down. Going, down. They're going down! There is no tomorrow, there is no. Tomorrow. There is no tomorrow! We're going down! We go hurt somebody. We're going to
1: do it! There yeah. was well, a lot of coffee by that point, I think. Yeah, probably. This is this is the one where like
4: Shane says it's 4 3. And that was the moment I looked and went, what?
1: Eh? You you get that promo followed by isn't it Regal trying to fire up to Jury to go out and beat up Taz? By
4: calling Taz a foul little gobshite.
3: (laughs) 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 So Jerry, you came to the WWF and you asked me if you could get your shot here in the WWF and you stayed true and loyal to the WWF w- 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 So tonight, tonight is your shot You go out there w- w- and you w- take w- that foul, miserable, mm. toad little gobsack, mm. Taz and you pull him apart mm. For me, for Mr. McMahon, and mm. most of all for the WWF mm. Now you can do it, can't you? Mm. I know you can do it, can't you? So
4: bloody well I go Let's go <laughs> get him
1: I highlight the pay-per-view, come on.
4: I love the fact that Regal got away with these little Britishisms. <laughs> oh yeah. That no one in America picked because, up. All.
0: Yeah, because people in America think, oh that's nice and quirky, whereas the rest of the UK are
1: laughing, going, Wow, that got on TV. Yeah. yeah pretty much. So angry, like his face is so red. And he's like, go get, him. go get him. And Tajiri's like drinking a cup of tea. Oh, it's the it's the highlight yeah. of the pay-per-view that bit is. It's easily the highlight of
4: the pay per view. Um I actually thought the following match between Tajiri and Tarzan was not half bad. Mm. It was good. It's not bad. Uh, Tajiri's got a fantastic standing moonsault. Yeah. yeah. Um, after after a flurry of of, of kicks um, from Tajiri to Taz, Taz clotheslines Tajiri out of his socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Springboard elbow that kind of gets the crowd going a little bit. Yeah. Um, then I've just put the usual tranchula, a submission move you can't apply for more than five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw the point in the tranchula. Looks good though. It looks amazing, but I've never it seen the point. In
0: it. Is it wrong that? I love a good capture suplex, so I just oh, think okay. it's an art form getting it right.
4: Mm. Oh, totally, yeah.
0: And Taz hits one uh, in this match as well. Is Taz doing suplex just an art form, I think. But didn't they have a few
1: matches back in um, ECW, these two? Yes. Because you can yeah, clearly they tell they've got some good chemistry between them. They know, obviously, they know how each yeah. works, so they can get a good match out of it. And we get some green mist as well. We do. Which is always good. Always like seeing a green mist.
0: Which miss. leads to our finish
4: which um, Taz is um, pinned for the three despite his face being covered in green.
0: <laughs> the referee going, oh, he must have a, a, a giant uh, oh, bulgey or something. else."
4: Yeah, oh, just, just sneezed. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, there you go. Yeah, there
1: you go. Oh, yeah. uh, so, we've got the Hardy Boys next on me. It's backstage. I'm sure everything will yep. go well having a backstage promo. Nobody will interrupt that. Man, when you go out there night, you need to finish it quick because if not, it's going to get real ugly real fast.
2: That's the way I like it. Shit. Oh, hey. oh, man. Oh, man. Come Hit Matt Hardy with a steel chair! You. You're next!
4: Come
1: on. Damn it! No, not at all. <laughs> but when RVD does, it is quite brutal when he hits him with a chair. It,
4: it is, is fairly uh, a good twin. Yeah. Like. It looks
6: quite it a stiff. good
1: whack. Very stiff. It does a bit. <laughs> it does a bit. And then um, we have Hardcore Holly looking like the boredest man in the world. <laughs> My only thing about this section is, do you th- really think they caught us,
4: sat there and kind of went with Hardcore Holly and went, right then, uh, Holly, um, we, we're going to have a role for you on the pay-per-view. We are going to book here. You. you might not want to make that trip to Cleveland. Um, you just stay in New York, son. Um, you know, we'll give you five minutes. Just, yeah. you know, beat up an incredibly small man. Only someone from like a different
1: T-shirt, and then it'll all be fine. That'll be fine, be fine, hardcore. Just don't be, beat anybody else up with the ring again, please.
0: <laughs> by that point, he'd already taken it his rage, and everyone of a uh, non-white color, so he was okay. They could actually get him on TV by this point. Wait, it's hardcore, oh. or is he a Hulk Hogan fan? Is he? I don't
1: know. he might be, yeah. but you know, hardcore, hardcore, isn't he? He's just Dan. Um, he's hardcore Holly. He's a, he's an angry man. He is. He's a very angry, bitter man.
0: Going back to the match, this match was obviously for the hardcore title and lived up to the hardcore um, naming. This match was very brutal.
1: Longest match so far, 12 minutes as well. Although um, I think it gets off to a bad start by Jim Ross comparing RVD to Neo from the Matrix films.
3: Rob Van Dam's style has been compared to the so to speak in that movie The Matrix. He flows through the ring, seemingly in slow motion, but he is as quick as a cat
1: i remember michael cole one of them compares him to neo i'm like really
0: 2001? i had that and i thought hmm i never thought of that
1: no. but re- really it is you know rvd and hardy that they're both in their prime at this point aren't they because you see rvd these days and he's got that kind of weird walking with a funny back kind of stance to him but here you know hardy's still in his prime he's still in his prime so it's a good time for them to match to have a good match, which I think they do. It's a yeah. decent match. but it's a good hardcore match. For me, I think this is the the
5: the only true sort of quote unquote dream match on the on the whole card. I mean yeah. when you think about a fair point. the the people at the hard that you know when you, you think of potential matchups that you would want, <laughs> none of them came to fruition on this pay per view, but I would say RVD Hardy definitely yeah. definitely would have been being yeah. there, you know. Yeah, I suppose you would have
1: thought, you know, five years ago you wouldn't have seen it at all, would you? Yeah, if you no, were draw really if you were really drawing
4: really up right. a list of if you had the WCW rosters and the WWF rosters at the start of the pay-per-view and you were saying, right, who against who? Yeah, yeah, you're right. This we'll would definitely be the top of the list of, yeah, we've never seen this before. This is what this is all about. Yeah. Um, and it is probably the match of this pay-per-view. You kind of look back and think, yeah, that was still a decent match.
1: Yeah. 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 Because I, I like thought how they do, um, I think I'm pretty sure whenever Jeff Lloyd does that run across the barrier, he always ends up being smashed in the face with something.
0: Yeah, I remember back at the Rumble 2000, he does it and he just eats, I think he eats like a Stairs or something from yeah. the side, and it's just like, stop doing that. It never goes
1: well. Yeah. And this is really. point like, where they're out of the crowd, he does like a moonsault and steadies himself with the child. Yes. Because like, yes. you know, they're like really in amongst the people. <laughs> and then like a really painful apron powerbomb. It's like, it's not necessarily like kind of, because the hardcore matches, I think, before that have got kind of a bit daft, you know, with the 24 7 rule and all, you know going through Do not, it, do, not to do, do
0: not, the twi- do not besmirch prosmir- no, the 20, do not besmirch the 24 seven girl. That, that ball pit match is the best thing I ever saw.
1: <laughs> it was good, but like, this feels like a kind of hardcore match because it's, Oh yeah. It, it feels like a different kind of hardcore match, like a more serious one, if that makes sense. Because I think the belt kind of got a bit daft at this point.
4: I, I think it's, it's because there's actually some decent wrestling on show mm. and the weapons, oh, yeah, the what's weapons what's kind of supplement it rather than basically, two absolute cloggers just picking up cookie jar tr- or cookie trays and just whacking each over the head with them yeah. you know there's actually you know, the, not once in this entire match is like what I would call a comedy hardcore weapon like a stop sign brought out or something like that yeah. you know what like I
1: stairs and ladders and like <laughs> <serious> <laughs> it is proper stuff.
4: like it looks
1: properly brutal yeah, yeah. and I do think so. you know, Jeff Hardy he really was made to like stand on top of a really tall ladder wasn't he because like whenever he does that he yes. kind of sort of, it's, it's a great image You're always in him up a really stupidly high ladder about to you know, break himself. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's
0: that sort of crouched looking down going, this is a stupid idea. Oh, well, let's we'll see what oh, happens. Well.
1: well, gravity. Well, I'm really high. Here we go. Whoop. The ladder tippy!
2: Hardy in trouble. Hardy right out of that concrete off the top of the ladder. That gave you no give whatsoever.
4: When, <laughs> right. when you say, when you say Jeff Hardy, I'm really high. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe he was. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Um, in many ways. Yes. Um, this also houses... I noticed a little bit about halfway through. This also houses the GR quote of how do you learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder, which we would hear <laughs> yeah. for
1: years and years, years on end. Years. Yep. Well, they learned to fall. Learned to fall on my big Oklahoma park. How do you learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder? One for the GR
4: bingo. And it, yeah, the GR. We should do that sometime. Yes, we should. Um, they, they were allowing... Um, there's a Van Daminator a couple of times in this, isn't there? Yep. Well, am I right in thinking the difference between a Van Daminator and a Van Terminator is a Van Terminator was across the ring? Yes. It was coast to coast, yeah. It was a coast to coast, mm-hmm. one, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Which they wouldn't let RBD do, but then that's what Shane did. Get Shane and Max Becker, come on. Right. Okay. <laughs>
7: Broadcast my um, uncle doing that you know, Matt. Idiot. <laughs> <A> Idiot. <laughs> <odd. laughs> When he, when he jumped across the ring, he landed on his bloody ankle, didn't he? The, instead of uh, you know, instead
4: of uh, kicking
0: him in the face, he just. landed to be on... fair, I, I give him points of just making that move.
4: Very yeah. <laughs> much, yeah. The ending comes when we get a uh, frog splash. No, hold on. Uh, it's a frog splash for the three count after Jeff misses a swanton. So you get yep. both finishes in there. So it's kind of a logical ending when yep. Jeff misses his finisher and then RBD capitalizes with his basically but do you remember when, like, like, this is like RVD when he first came into it, and it was a bit of a revelation, RVD yeah. during mm-hmm. the Invasion Angle, wasn't he? Because he was genuinely something a little bit different yeah. that you wouldn't have normally seen in the crowd. The crowd get behind the though don't they? Oh yeah, the crowd love. He's probably the only non-WWF guy to get over
1: yeah. in the entire Invasion Angle. Yeah. It's
0: because he's he's not acting like a gigantic arrogant dick. He just comes, and does his thing, and leaves.
1: And like you say, he is like you know we've had you know the, the rise of the kind of uh, cruiserweight division, but he's still different from that somehow. Like he's still like his own guy. Yeah he's still like the really original wrestler he's doing
0: flips he's, he's doing like the martial arts stuff
1: yeah like yeah he's got all yeah. those kind of kicks in which they wouldn't necessarily do like, you know nowadays you get you know demons are doing kicks aren't they all the time you know Nikki Bella's doing kicks <laughs> crying out loud but back then it felt like something new and different especially with RBD doing it are you trying to say that Nikki Bella is an
4: extension of wrestling style of RBD <laughs> is that what I'm hearing out of this I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even sure Get rid of that hanger yeah, button.
1: Think <laughs> Moving said, on. I think she just does stuff that she sees that other people do. That's good. I'll do that. Badly. <laughs> Badly. Or is that Brie Bell? I forget. Twin Magic. Anyway, move on.
4: Anyway, Van Damme becomes the new hardcore champ. And, yes. Um, oh, yeah,
1: this is doing the only match with the belts off the of grabs, isn't it? Yeah, the hardcore. Yeah, match. this is about the only yeah. one. Yeah, it's the only it one. Makes perfect sense. Um, does somebody go through the big hole in the, in the stage? Because I've got that written down. Uh, they do end up in the gap in between the two. Um, yeah the two ramps I'm sure somebody jumped off something high into the middle of the stage
0: it's um Hardy hit RVD with a chair RVD came out of the van uh, van dominator off the stage
1: alright
4: nah so you fell off it yeah. I assume remember a steel chair being involved somewhere
1: all I've written down at this point is I miss Kurt Angle with a little sad smiley face next to it. we all do Kurt was good wasn't he Kurt was really good
4: do we like Kurt Angle, like Cyborg Kurt Angle better, or do we like this Kurt Angle, i.e. the slightly nerdy Kurt slightly Angle?
1: Goofy. I think I prefer the slightly goofy one, personally. <laughs> I
0: yeah. prefer the
4: slightly
1: goofy T- one, yeah.
0: T- the goofy one that can turn on to Sidious when it's needed, yeah. but the rest of the time is a goof.
3: Enough of this Americana bullshit! Do you know what I did in the 1996 Olympics, Vince? I know exactly what you did. You won the gold Medal. I kicked some serious ass. Which is what I'm going to do tonight. And sure, I'm going to do it for my country. And I'm going to do it for my company. But most of all, I'm going to do it for me. Oh, it's true.
4: It's damn true.
1: He's been, what, two years with the company? Uh, debuted oh. in Survivor Series 99.
4: So just under two
0: years.
1: I mean, I know he obviously, you know, had the Olympics stuff beforehand, but to get this, like that the handle that he did on the business as a wrestler, as a pro wrestler that quickly, it's just bonkers. He does come
4: up with some wonderful quotes in front of Vince and this, and like Americana bullshit is a phrase he uses, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, which is quite funny. Yes, he does. He loves his gold medals as well. well just to clarify. Yeah. Nerdy <laughs>
4: Angle was brilliant. And Angle is apparently doing it for me. Mm-hmm. and WWF. Um, And next, lads, we have to talk about this match.
3: Well, speaking of serious
2: beehives, up next, Bra and Pennies. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a first, the first ever Brawn-Pennies tag team matchup. Rules are simple. You strip your opponents down to the and pennies you win. Here's how the four ladies, well, they got to get them.
1: I've I've already written down two things. I've written down, oh, God. And of course, McFoley's referee in this match. (laughs) Of course. Hey! Wait a minute, that's
2: that's Foley's music. What's McFoley doing out here? Oh, wait a second. Yeah. He's a smart son
0: of a gun. I just wrote. I just wrote down thirteen-year-old me. Stoner alert. End of match.
5: Yeah, I, I've got similar sentiments, so my two notes are Pervy Mick is the ref, followed by The crowds don't care who wins, they just want naked women Pervy Mick, <laughs> it is
1: Jolly old Pervy thing Mick We
5: should have a limerick contest, write your best limerick to this match
4: <laughs> No, just don't, don't. How were how Al's testicles during this match, Al? I has a tough watch, yeah <laughs> So you were in hospital when this was on yeah oh
7: no no I'd come home by that
4: point I've uh, come... watched it I'm glad, you, I'd... I'm glad you said the word home at the end of that sentence
7: <laughs> 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 and there's uh, a bra and panties uh, match and, and I'll tell you something, he, there was not long not long I could do it definitely wasn't uh, functioning properly so oh, <laughs> I'll
1: tell you the, the most shocking thing is this thing lasts five minutes and four seconds God. five minutes
4: I mean, just, the thing is though GR knows that it, it's a load of crap Mm. Yeah. Because he's just sure there, kind of go, he's, he's there going, oh, yeah, the Briscoes and the Funks. And it's like, oh, no. Don't no. try and do that.
1: Because you can imagine, Jaros. like, if, um, just imagine if Jerry Lauder was on the commentary team, though. It would have been horrific.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, it
0: would have been so bad. It might have been great. It might have no,
4: been. No, it would have been. Toddy can't wrestle. Yep. St- um, Stacy Kubler can kind of string something together, but not a lot.
1: She can walk around a ring. That's about as far as it goes, isn't it?
7: Either of them had had any training at that point, or very Uh-oh. little training at that point. Uh, I don't li- think Trish li- Stratus had, had much either.
1: No, this
4: was before Trish Stratus really hit her stride. I think. Mm. Yeah, she was still very, very green at this point in time. For, like, you know, obviously we remember her now as you know one of the greatest female wrestlers in WWF history and blah blah blah. blah. But you have got to remember, she was a bloody sports model. Yeah.
1: When they, she first came in. A, they both, I, know, I know they main-evented Raw, but that was a good... Was it a year or so away? I can't remember when it was. 2004.
4: So a good three yeah, years later. Later
0: main-evented Raw. <laughs> that infamous match where something really like died. Hmm.
4: Yeah. I've put this there, mass hair pulling. Um, and I've just put notes like, uh, Lita gets Stacy's top off. But you made notes? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> reverse Tri- Tory Tory Trish's top only for Trish to reverse and remove Tory's trousers and then i put in big capital S i can't believe i'm actually writing this
1: <laughs> um and obviously they, you're writing uh, uh, for money you're uh, not one- writing it for money you're just writing it for a podcast no,
4: just for the, just for personal you know fan fiction later <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god uh, at what oh. point lads at what point you know i know i think i said this on twitter you know those moments when you're watching Rashland and your, uh, your your spouse or your partner, say, who yes, isn't, this. Tweet. Isn't usually a wrestling fan, walks in.
0: Uh-huh. Was this? This match?
4: And you have to explain to them what exactly is going on. And you know that deep down they're going, why? Why do you do this? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My wife walks in on this match. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh boy! Oh, oh.
4: Yep. Could it's
0: have
7: been worse. You, you could have had to explain bloody Shoguns in and Canyon and all that bollocks going on, couldn't
4: you? <laughs>
1: I <laughs> mean, through yeah. shoguns, you got a chance. We I want. What, what yeah. is this? What is
4: this? It's essentially Al. She walked in, and there was there was scant oh, clad women writhing round in a ring, <laughs> and then the Cameron furiously making notes, was furiously doing something. But
7: uh, anyway. it's probably. Yeah, it's probably easier just saying, "Oh, sorry, love, I flicked
4: up the babe station by accident." That's probably easier. <laughs> probably easier yeah, probably. If
0: only babe station was that good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Um anyway, um I've actually forgotten. I think it's Lita and Trish when don't they? Lita yeah. and
0: Trish win. Ah. Liet doesn't lead us all everyone gets naked. She nearly pulled nobody into the, wins. Of the RAM.
4: <laughs> Yeah, she that's nearly right. falls in and that's all great. Don't but not the,
0: not, the, not the first time she's fallen to a hole but that's a separate story separate altogether. Story. Yep.
4: Move on. Move so, on. Uh, does anyone else No I was gonna no. say, does anyone else no. want no. to pass any further no. comment on this wrestling no. classic? No.
0: I'm glad these things don't no. happen anymore. No. Yeah. PG. I want good porn.
1: I'll just I'll, I'll just, I'll <laughs> just go into porn. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, big promos for the for the main event. We got yes. Stephen Paul Heyman just going crazy about stuff. <laughs> yes.
3: Between a loser and a winner. Yes. Yeah, realize winners! that you have the chance tonight to show everybody yeah, the yeah. difference between a failure and a god. A guy, and I god. Like a ask you, what do you want to be in your life? A god. A failure.
4: I put here Heyman's, Heyman's class comment in this is The difference between a failure and a god <laughs> Yep Which I thought was just incredible Typical kind of it's Paul Hayes roster like But amazing
1: His, his, uh, like, his yep. vocabulary and choice of words is fantastic He just knows the right words. It always is And then there's Vince
4: won the old stone coal back And Vince then begging Austin to come back And they find him in the bar And he ends up backing raw and stuttering ston- everyone I really uh,
1: like, you know, they, they kind of show that, that, that roar where it all it goes crazy. And yeah. And it's like, he's walking through the back, and it's like, literally just like, people fighting everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the whole like, thing kicks off. That really cool. He's just like, walking, like, turns off in his car, and he's literally just walking through a massive brawl in the back, and it just, it feels really chaotic and cool.
7: Doesn't that sum up WCW, the fact Austin beat up the entire roster on mm. that night?
4: Well, yeah, it's another, it's another example, as we'll go into in a minute, of yeah. just... This match could have been so much better. okay, but it could have been so much better.
1: Because we're into um, the match that's been referred to all night as the inaugural brawl.
4: And the main event here at Invasion will be the inaugural
2: brawl.
3: Which, of course, brings us to
2: the main event.
3: Brings us to your participation tonight in the inaugural brawl, Chris. I am in Taker's head. The inaugural brawl is ours to be taken. We can't afford to lose another one. Much less this inaugural brawl. We're up four to three. Doesn't matter. Four to three. Four to three. The inaugural brawl now. The big enchilada. The big trophy. Kurt, you've got to be in the right frame of mind for this inaugural brawl. We are tied at five wins
2: apiece. This match, the inaugural brawl, will determine who to dominates tonight in Invasion.
1: I'm not sure what an, an inaugural brawl is, but apparently this is the inaugural brawl of. Uh, it's the first brawl. It's the first brawl, which they've had many since. Um... Of oh, team WWF versus Team Alliance. Now shall I read out the team name the team people on the teams for you?
0: Sure. Okay. Go
1: on. So Team WWF. We've got Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, uh, Undertaker, Kane, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Some big names there, are there, guys? Some big names. That's some yeah. that's some big guns. That's some names. That's some big guns. Team WWF slash ECW, we've got the Dudley Boys, D1 and Bubba Ray. Who have been in the WWF for the yeah, last uh, well known for what, two years beforehand. Right? Uh, we've got Rhino, well-known for being a WWF superstar. Yeah. Uh, we've got the aforementioned Yoga Salesman, DD, uh, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. And, uh, Pervert, Adder, Diamond Dallas uh, sorry, Page. Yeah, Diamond Dallas Pervert, Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. And um, Booker T. Hogan's favourite wrestler. Hogan's favourite wrestler. <laughs> of course. That's That's your top five guys versus... Yeah, that's hard.
4: But I think does this not that whole team kind of surmises the whole problem mm-hmm. with this entire the booking of this entire angle? You read my yeah. mind, Cameron. We'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about this more after we've talked about the actual match. But it could have been, you know, had they actually had the patience to wait out some people, you know, the the big WCW hitters and their time Warner contracts, you could have had, you know. What I mean, Nash and Hall and Hogan arrived in the WWF what nine months after this pay per view? February, February. Aye, this was the aye, this was the summer, wasn't it? The the fall in February, so even less than that. Imagine
1: if you'd have hung fire until then. Yeah, that's all I'm saying for now. Even at this stage, you know, you know, the WWF they haven't got Triple H's injured. The Rock's off doing a film, but they can still bring in Kurt Angle, Jericho, The Undertaker. Exactly. Yep. big money names who, you know, who have their big stars. I think that's the problem, is WCW didn't build up any of the big stars. They had their big stars and the undercard. And then when you get to a situation like this, you're kind of left with Booker T and DDP are the only real proper WCW guys on there, aren't they? It's just... And then you've got two guys who've been working at WWE for the last two years. Pretty much. And you get about a good 10 minutes of intro and pyro, don't you?
4: You do, yeah, but it's, it's incredible because you do get things like... um it's, um, Stephanie's face when she's, Jericho's walking down the aisle is hilarious. Brilliant, that's fantastic. It's that proper is. scowl on. Um, when Rhino comes down, I put Heyman actually shouting "Gore, gore, gore" <laughs> at the top of his lungs. Oh!
3: And Paul here in front of us.
4: Uh, and I'd forgotten how bloody awful um, Undertaker's music was for this, or Undertaker and Kane's music rather. Wasn't it because this was American Badass? This was American it, but Badass, work, but it, it? it's it's that no, it's that horrible one where they combined the two songs. Oh, so You yeah. got kind of you got Keane's kind of kind of organ music, and then you got rolling, 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 rolling. It was horrid.
1: brawl. It's not an elimination match, is it? It's just.
4: No, I spent a while wondering that I was, until about the sort of ten minutes in, I was like, "Kind of was this eliminate?" I could not remember for the life for me the elimination or not.
1: Yeah, it's not. it's, it's just, not. It's <laughs> not. It's, it, it's an inaugural brawl, Cameron. Yeah, of course. Sorry, how silly of me. The uh, the main thing I noticed, I think, from at least the first half of this match is that whenever the um, WCW guy gets pinned, one of his teammates comes in to rescue him. And every time a WWF, WWF guy gets pinned, he kicks out himself.
4: Yes, I noticed that. as a, It's one probably, of the first things I noticed.
1: It's probably for the like good you know, three quarters of the match, every WCW guy has to be saved because they're clearly too weak to kick out from a WWF pin. Yeah. It goes on for most... I think at the end it's kind of changed a little bit, a bit but it's that kind of little subtle thing. It's like, you know, your guy's not good enough to beat us.
4: Yeah, I've put that in as well. But halfway through, i put all the WWF guys are kicking out of the pins. WCW have to be saved by teammates. Yeah um there's one moment as well where taker clears the entire team wcw he just goes after whoever it is in the ring with him i think it's bubba ray dudley's in the ring taker tags in bat as bubba ray and then batters the other four wcw guys flat in the
1: corner as well just because i mean fair play though the, the crowd are really into it because like each of those tags to the wf they all feel like we all kind of proper hot tags yeah because you know each one gets tagged a name comes into the ring you know you got like Chris Jericho coming in, Kane coming in. You know, Kane's what he is these days, but back then he was still you know one of their top ten guys. And it feels like a bit more exciting. It's still kind of you know they got a vibe to it and the other teams just don't for some reason. Because I think you know Jim Ross is critiquing the WWE style the whole podcast. That's right, the whole pay view so far. Yeah, and he's laying into all the you know. The, I think he goes into like talking about the Southern style of wrestling during this match.
2: The WW style of sports entertainment. I don't want to go back to seeing that, that dormant, plain, like neuter neutered style of WCW. And then you go to the other side of career shortening, of Kool Aid drinking ECW style. That's
1: going to last long. And, and it not at one
7: time. Old sterile, is that what he mm. described?
1: Yeah, he starts running, really, like he makes foot of the name of the Spinaroonie
2: we can even see the spinner Rooney. That's already a devastating move book perspective.
1: Yeah, spinner give me a You're trying to put these guys over as a threat, as a credible threat, and you just like mocking them the whole time. It makes no sense.
4: But what do we think of the match overall, guys? It's, it's history. <laughs> Is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's a match that could have been a uh, times better if. As Cameron said, it was given a few months of the to flesh out to get some more stars in from WCW. And to me, it feels like Team WWE against Team Midcard.
5: Yeah, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, I think. I mean, personally, I struggle to get invested in these, you know, multi-man matches. Quite recently, in the last few years, I used to have that Bragg and right pay-per-view that was oh. absolutely diabolical. and Yeah. Uh, then you've got the... Um, Survivor Series matches which when there's no story it's really hard to get invested in it it's a really ultra exciting match this wasn't an ultra exciting match and as we've as we've spoken about we had WWF's five elite versus WCW and ECW's uh, five I think the best that they could get yeah,
1: yeah. but once they could scrape out of the
5: box. I mean I get Rhino being there being that he was the last ECW champion but he's hard you know when you think back to ECW you hardly think Rhino's the first name you know
1: mm. I think I think at this point the, the the Dudleys they're like properly WWF guys, aren't they? You know, whatever history they had at ECW doesn't feel like it's important compared to what they've done. with the Hardys and the Edge and Christian and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's still a few good bits in the match. I, mean, I think there's one point where Rhino gets killed through a table by Chris Jericho. Yeah, uh, the Undertaker gives the last ride to the referee. Like, it's,
4: yeah, like, I put there. Charles Robertson gets the last ride, um, and then it all kind of breaks down towards the end. Yeah. Individual the Dudleys double team Kane. Yeah. Obviously. and get the tables. Um, Devon's then chokeslam through the announce table.
1: Because whilst it's not elimination, it's the inaugural
4: brawl's so and no DQ match, apparently. So no DQ, apparently. was yeah, yeah. just adding. Uh, Kane is suplexed through the other announce table. Um, Jericho then shoves Rhino through an upturned table in the corner by the barrier. <laughs> it looks really painful. Um, Angle and Booker T are the legal men in the match during all this chaos. Um, Booker T escapes the, an- uh, the ankle lock... Um, Vince then goes and gets the belt, the World Championship belt, throws it in the ring. Shane grabs it and then smashes
1: Vince with it. Obviously, so isn't just it, to add to it, isn't at this point where Taker and DDP have gone off through the crowd to the bar? Or something? Yeah, Taker, Taker and
4: DDP have just have just buggered off, off and just drink.
1: like decided just
4: to you know just to go go through the crowd. Uh, was it? And then the Angle Olympic Slams Booker T, snaps in the ankle lock again. Booker T taps. No ref. Stone Cold gets a ref in there. But then Austin kicks Angle, stunners him, and then Austin drags the limp body of Booker T over Angle, and there's a three count. Jim Ross goes mental.
1: Yeah, I've written down Austin is the Cylon. Yes. Um, uh, Is that a Battlestar Galactica joke? Yes, it is. Went down a treat, didn't it? Well done. Thank you. The problem with the heel turn here, (laughs) I think, for this thing. It's a better heel turn than at WrestleMania 17, but you had the heel turn at WrestleMania 17. So you're kind of double-turning him.
4: The problem with the heel turn is he's already a heel.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You put Mac as as a... you know, quote babyface, but then you do this other turn.
0: Yeah. It's like, solo like the big show is right now. One week is a babyface, next week yeah. is a heel, the week after, we don't know.
1: But do you think, because on his podcast, uh, Austin talks a lot, a lot about how he wouldn't have turned heel at WrestleMania 17 if he could go back and change it. If there was no heel turn there, this would be, you know, it would feel much more impactful and much more relevant to the story. You know, if he did it, if he did, if this was his first heel turn, he didn't have the the previous months leading up to it. I think it would have been much more impactful, and it probably would have saved the pay for you. But because it's like, you've already done this once, it it just just chops the knees off it. There's no impact to it, which you know, it feels like it should be a big moment. But because we've seen it, what four months before, five months before,
4: is there not the problem that Richard was talking about right at the top of the podcast when we were talking about Mike Awesome, though, in the fact that Stone Cold has really no reason to join anything WCW related by the fact that, obviously, and they'll play on it later on with the whole Eric Bischoff thing in a few years' time, he was fired by WCW.
1: Yeah, he was fired. Yeah, It may have been like his more kind of natural, you know, he's from Texas, you know, that kind of area wrestling will probably be like his more natural home, you know, territory-wise. But he made his name in WWF. that gave him his big break. You know, that's where he made all his money. Why is he going to turn on that? Yeah, it doesn't make any logical sense.
4: My whole thing about this kind of idea is if you'd have gone down a different booking plan and you had maybe had a little bit more patience and Vince hadn't been so determined to basically just go on an ego trip and crush WCW after all these years, Hmm. imagine if you'd have waited until maybe sort of WrestleMania 18 time and you could have had your sort of team matches Imagine it would have been like you know your stone cold Kane, Undertaker, Jericho, and Angle versus say Hogan, Nash, Hall, Goldberg, and Sting. Mm.
1: Like all the kind of that would have been amazing.
4: Imagine if that how how much heat would that have brought out?
5: Or if you'd even separated it out and had just five absolute unbelievable main event caliber matches with yeah, a load
4: of the instead instead. yeah,
5: exactly, yeah, like, that Would that there would have been, that would have went down in history, no matter how bad or, or great the matches were, that would have went down in history as being, like, an epic show, because that's what people wanted. Yeah. Instead, what they did was, they must have thought, well, we'll strike while the iron's hot, because if, if we wait a year, people won't care about WCW, I'm assuming it's the logic. Yeah. So instead, they rushed it, got who they could, did this, and then 15 years later, when they finally got Sting, they thought, right, we'll finally put it to bed. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Put it to bed.
1: <laughs> well hark back to that old war
4: there. That's
1: still irrelevant. I think irrelevant. you're right in saying, like, you know, the, the fans may have forgotten about WCW, but I think you know the, the names would still would have been like a catchy to it. You know, it still would have been Hall and Nash versus you know whoever, even regardless of the WCW connection. It still would have felt like a big fight kind of thing to it because they've been gone for so long.
7: I don't know if anyone picked up on it. It's a bit bizarre. Austin appears to be getting medical attention at the end. Did anyone else spot that? He,
1: yeah, doesn't he get. Because he did his knee at some point, doesn't he? The trainer seems to be down at
7: ringside with him, which looks bizarre. Um, I don't know what for. I don't know if it is for his knee or whatever, but. You know, he? he's supposed to be the toughest SOB in areas with a fucking medical technician next to
1: him. Aren't they taking off like his knee straps and stuff and doing something? I'm sure there's like a move down to him. Or something does something to him outside or something, I think. I didn't notice this, to be honest. It's it's just weird. It's just weird.
7: It's like the camera doesn't focus on it. It's just in the background. It's just weird on the pay per view. A, like a guy, a medical, you know, fucking them days. You got even less medical staff down at ringside and, yeah. and all of it.
1: But isn't it, isn't that like basically that just the way of putting Austin outside of the chaos until he can come in at the end and do his thing on bu- uh, bu- uh, angle? To
7: it, so I was wondering, is it legitimate or was it just a storyline? thing? Get, well, I was just, just curious on that. So. It
1: feels um, like it looks kind of real, but then by the end of it, it's like it must be a work, um, a work because the way he kind of comes back in and starts booting everybody, then go up on the ropes and stuff, and does his usual Stone Cold shtick to finish the podcast, uh, the pay per view. Yeah.
6: Every
3: yeah.
4: It's not the worst pay-per-view we've done on the list. No, it's not. It's
0: definitely not bottom anyway, but it's not exactly rising to the top.
4: I'm probably going to put it... I was seeing mid table. I'd say taking a position between five and six. It's better than SummerSlam 93. Was as good
1: as King of the Ring
7: '93. Well, I thought it was better than King of the Ring '93. it
1: was better than King of the Ring '93. I thought it was. Because King of the Ring '93 has got um, Heartless is Perfect.
7: Yep. Well, that's it. That's all. That's all it's got.
1: Yeah, but that's still better than most of the majority of this card. To be brutally honest, you can see the. Like, see, what do you think?
5: I haven't seen any of the. Well, I haven't watched any of the shows recently emit a comparison. But as a standalone show, I was at no point excited other than um, before, as sad as it sounds, before the X-Pac match. Um, I know that at the time, um, X-Pac was was incredibly dull by this point, but having not watched an X-Pac match for a little while and being a big fan of Billy Kidman, on paper, that's actually really good and it turned out to be a decent match. And then RVD versus Jeff Hardy was the one that I remember really enjoying Mm. and then thoroughly enjoyed it watching back. Everything else outside of that, I will be happy to never watch ever again. Um, (laughs) It's a throwaway show in that sense. And it's a shame because, for all intents and purposes, it should have been.
1: um, Or or could have been if they'd waited fantastic. Yeah. For the way they sold it, it needed to be, you know, just better. (laughs) I can really say it just just needed to be better. We had ridiculous
5: expectations to live up to, being that, you know, Mm. it was, you know, the Monday Night Wars in a pay per view. Yeah. There's never nothing that they did, unless they had your Goldbergs, your Kevin Ashes, your Hogans, nothing that they did was ever gonna live up to that. Um but they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even attempt it really.
4: Not really. It was it was an exercise in Vince's um ego. Ego, basically. That's the entire pay-per-view. It's three hours of Vince's ego. Yeah. And finally, after nearly being driven out of business, you know, like four years previous. He can finally kick WCW pretty much when it's down on the ground and with its hands tied behind its back. Mm. And that's him being the man. Mm. Um, it's, it's sad that this, this could have been like the greatest sort of cross promotional thing in American pro wrestling history. It was done and dusted about
1: in about four months. It's shocking, really, isn't gone. it? Gone. You think, about gone. It, you know, you, like you said, you know. And how, how long did the brand extension last for? About. <laughs>
4: Rand extension was about eight nine years. Yeah, then that
1: could have been WCW versus WWF, couldn't it? They could have kept. Yeah, it could have been. Long. Could have been
4: that way. Yeah, when you look at it that way, it could have been. Could yeah. have been definitely. Could have been. I don't know. Um, so yeah. where are we? I think it's. Al, it's Al reckons better than King Ring ninety three. No,
1: no. I will well, say so. Well,
4: <laughs> Sorry, well, Al.
1: You're that.
4: Did Did Richard I'll... give a, a, a where he wants to put it on the league table?
5: I, I can't remember the last time I watched King of the Ring ninety three to be able to uh to make a comparison, so I'm gonna literally sit on the fence and go uh, put it in the middle. There you go.
4: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Job done. Fair enough.
1: Are we just about wrapping up then boys? Finally. Yeah. After three weeks, we've yes. got through the whole thing. My thing's recorded the whole time. So
4: yep. is mine. So we've got two copies we've got two of it. two copies of it as well.
1: We yeah. God, should we just do this from the future from now on? Yes, yes we should. Yes. Yes, we bloody should. Yes. <laughs> I can only apologise, Richard, for the problems we had getting you here, but it was marvellous having you here for this podcast. It,
4: it wasn't the problems
1: getting him here.
4: <laughs> no, he was <laughs> here. It <laughs> he he was, was here, here <laughs> Phil.
1: Look, look. Everybody knows because Microsoft bought Skype, it doesn't work on Mac anymore. That's the problem. It's not my fault. I, my thought
4: Apple, I thought Apple stuff just worked. But it's owned
1: by Microsoft. That's the problem, you see. It doesn't it wasn't my fault, guys. I'm so sorry.
4: We should probably mention that um issue seventeen of calling spots is nigh on out. Is that
5: right? Yeah. It's your pre yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. So I've I've got to get a Cheaty little plug-in. Go Plug, in, shall so we on. Uh, yeah, plug on. away. Let's plug away. That. So, uh, yeah. Issue, issue seventeen of. Our professional wrestling magazine lands on uh, Wednesday the 23rd. I believe I had to literally scratch my head to remember the date there. Yeah, it lands (laughs) next Wednesday. It is being printed as we speak. And yesterday, the the gifts that come for everybody that pre-orders has arrived. So if you would like a copy in print, because print is better than digital, uh, you can get that from uh, callingspots.com. For the low price of just one pound and ninety nine pence,
1: and also you can order your uh, the new T shirt, which is uh, nestling in my wardrobe upstairs as we speak. Oh,
5: awesome! Yeah, glad you like it. Yeah, the the the, the supporter shirt.
1: I
4: need one of those. I need me one of those.
1: Got oh, I've got but the, um, the, the the other T shirt as well in the correct colours of grey and uh, yellow, which were the right colours.
5: Yeah, they were definitely the right colours to pick. That's the one that I, I chose
1: as well when I well, skimmed one off the top. Glad you are glad you correct with like me. Yeah, so it's been fantastic, having a proper guest on the show, like a proper person.
4: Yeah, it was been awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming. Um, no,
1: thanks.
4: To be honest, to be honest, the the issue with Colin calling sports is probably going to be out long before this podcast is up. <laughs> this but, is hey, up. We'll, we'll,
1: I'll right. get it edited as we'll soon as I can.
4: Unless unless Phil has an absolute blinder this weekend, I see what happens. It depends <laughs> what the baby, what the, uh, what the kids like, so. True, true. Always sure, cup yeah.
0: Couple couple pillowcases, you'll be fine.
4: <laughs> yeah, you'll be all you'll. That's just wrong. No. I've just realised what he said there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wonder if you were to agree with me there. You
4: were, not you? You can't. I was. I, was, I suddenly just going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no what? wait, no, sorry. What, what am I instigating here? Child, <laughs> child murder, <laughs> frankly,
1: Cameron. That's what you're... I'm already, I'm, already, I'm already responsible for the Roddy Piper. I don't want to be... You yeah. know. No more, please. Yeah. You, blood's on your hands, Cameron. Blood is on your hands. Yeah, pretty much. How have
4: we got next month's category? Mm. Uh, it's Ewan's Choice for next month. I don't know it if you've still anything yet. Yeah. I have. Said, we're saying next month like we do this monthly
1: well wow. <laughs> next quarter we'll we, we try to <laughs> next quarters. Podcast. but
0: you know we've been we've been around the block we've been to WWE land we've been to WCW land we've been to Japan there's one place we haven't been to yet Australia ECWville
6: ooh
0: and we're gonna go to 1999 and we're gonna go to Living Dangerously 1999
4: Living Dangerously 1999
0: is known as one of the best examples of what ECW
1: was as a whole interesting okay Okay, that's just... Because i never really watched much ECW in my time, so I'm quite interested to watch that. Not at all. It does contain
0: one of the classic RVD-Jerlin matches. Mm, Cool. And it's also main evented with Taz against Sabu to unite the ECW World Heavyweight Championship and the FTW belt.
1: I'll uh, I'll look forward to that. I assume um, Jordi won't be able to make it because of the uh, non-WWF nature of the show.
7: I think I'm about that nice. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, no, I might. I, I'll try my best to give it a go. I'll uh,
1: <laughs> try my best. I
7: don't know. I, I don't know if I've got a DVD actually. I'm trying to think if I have enough. Just
1: buy the network for crying out loud. I've got, I've got, I've He's got the got network. I thought
4: it'd be on there, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. Got to it's your, not the Gotta watch it on vinyl. It is. Oh, just because you all don't like watching things on VHS, oh, I've got to I watch don't... it on vinyl. <laughs> there we go um, so yeah anyway, ECW why not ECW living dangerous in 99 for next time round if anyone yeah. wants to play along it
0: does contain a new jack match I warn you in advance
1: oh so, God. I assume he takes to keen at some point during the match
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: <laughs> I'll be a yes then Jesus anyway
4: um, <laughs> thanks once again to Richard for coming on yeah thank you not a problem at all thank you very much for having us gents I genuinely appreciate it not a problem not a problem and I'm glad it was worth the
1: wait and I think you uh, you have got the position of New Jordy on the podcast so congratulations
7: yes cheers I. cheers aye. victory <laughs> I thought all my testicle stories and football results would have been good enough but obviously not <laughs> no, sorry
4: uh, see you next <laughs> guy time round see you next bye <laughs> On well, that note, can't see it.
5: Just oh. end on that. I can't, I can't chop <laughs> our testicles. <laughs> that won't get, well, that's the problem. problem. Wow.
7: A li- that night, Cameron, they literally were the size of grapefruits. Right, <laughs> i stopping so so so. this now. What's, accordingly, we're
1: done. What's the-
4: was this the time, Al, when that nurse, you told me that when the nurse didn't realise actually what you were in the hospital for and she brought a plate of, uh, like, a tray with food on and she just laid it on your lap? That
7: was after the operation, but yes, Cameron, that was, that was related. Was that? Was. <laughs> man. I think you would have read the fucking notes there. <laughs> I'm like, ah! I am like what's wrong I'm
0: like, the oh, trophy oh, oh, other, other notes said man with big balls, so she must have thought, oh, what a nice man. <laughs> Jesus
6: Christ.
4: Oh God! What impression are we giving the outside world? Really? What a podcast! Really what a podcast. <laughs> well,
0: it's got the same one we give every time. <laughs>
6: have left
1: the building. All right, let me bring up the list. So I've got it in front of me. So the best one. is it's still- on the. Um,
4: it's on the 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 text thing on Skype. Yep, I've cut and pasted on there. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Surely I, I have. Really, I don't even know where you get it. Hang on. There you go.
7: Ah, oh, I've got it. Oh my Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs>
6: <laughs> wow.